I recently tried doing a bottom track build. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I say that? That slipped out. Oh, that was that was like a gut reaction. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a program completely dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. On this show, we examine and discuss every aspect of the game, whether they be general tips, in-depth strategies, or silly shenanigans. Today, we close out Season 2 as we cover the results for our Guard the Isles Heart survey. Wow, it's the last episode. <laughs> Let's season. get this to it! Crazy. Let's get to it! So we got a lot of things to cover and talk about today, and that is totally fine. People love when we preamble, so let's get <laughs> And by people, you mean Ted? <laughs> anyway, hi, Ted. <laughs> so it is true that this episode is kind of a two-for-one package. Yeah. On one hand, this is the coverage of the Guard the Isles Heart survey that we put out to all of you, where we get to cover the data and look at everyone's comments for what they thought about the scenario. It is coincidentally also the last episode of season two. So this episode will be filled with content talking about both of those two things. However, what we want to do is we want to keep those two things separate because we think there's going to be listeners who in the future would rather just hear Guard the Isles Heart stuff without any of this in the modern day present time relative stuff. Right. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to do all Guard the Isles Heart stuff. And then after the credits, we'll talk about season two, reminisce a little bit. Keep the... Nostalgia? Yeah, the food <laughs> on the plate in separate places. Yes. Because, yes, we could talk about the heartstring pulling end of the season and how great it's been. <laughs> oh, no, we're going away, but... I've grown so much. <laughs> we also want to be fair to guard the Isle's heart, and we don't want that to be dwarfed by the shadow of the conclusion of season two. So... Like we stated, we are going to go and get right into it. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of really interesting numbers, and something funny right off the bat that we'll talk about with this bottom five. But let's go ahead and waste no more time, save season two closure stuff till after the credits, and get to it. What do you say, buddy? Full steam ahead. You want to do it one last time? Yeah. Let's get into it. it. Okay, let's go ahead and, as we have with all of these analysis, look at the bottom five. Yes, we have both a top five and a bottom five with some honorable mentions. So let's go ahead and look at what you all thought were the bottom five worst spirits for this scenario. These are spirits who you all think, although not impossible, would just struggle the most with this scenario. Guard the Isles Heart. OMG, John, I am so happy to tell you that we have not a single tie no repeat anywhere yay oh i'm so happy good job this. voters yes thank you so much yes every single character or adversary on these things has their own separate placement on this list so coming in at number five 19 percent of all the voters said that 
bringer of dreams and nightmares has a really hard time i thought they would be higher just because yeah. they are mentioned in you know the scenario it's card. true they are like the only one that's like directly stated as <laughs> the sh- it's gonna be hard for them they get the shout out of the worst <laughs> <laughs> so i thought maybe you know they don't do a lot with destroying because they can't mm-hmm. and not a lot of floor stuff so i'm like oh you know not bad bringer it's like the best of the worst you yeah. know I actually don't think Bringer is so bad. No. And so I will agree with the fact that they are on the quote-unquote best spot of the bottom five. Yes. I genuinely think they're probably just as good as many other peeps. But it makes sense. It makes sense. I think what's nice with Bringer and what we got to do with me playing as Bringer is because so many fear cards interact with explorers Mm -hmm. and because Bringer can flip them and peek. Yeah, and see them. It almost is like, yeah, they don't enable do anything with explorers but fear cards do yeah i guess if you don't get any fear cards which is unlikely that interacts with invaders especially with bringer in your yeah game. <laughs> especially with bringer so usually there is workarounds is what we're saying yep coming in at 21 percent is our fourth place contender bringer was at fifth place with 19 percent. so in fourth place at 21 percent base earth interesting they have draw you know draw the fruitful earth there's only so much you can do with a slow face (laughs) you can draw everything to you (laughs) Uh, not quickly (laughs) yeah base earth is i see it i mean your damage is in the early game dependent on dahan and that takes time you're waiting for a counter attack right and And guess what that stops Not builds, Bob. (laughs) It's like, I can defend this land. Right, yeah. That stops ravages. It doesn't stop builds. (laughs) builds. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry to see it. I guess to be more precise, it stops the bad guys during the ravage step because you blocked and they counterattack. Right, but it's not stopping the building of a town in the land where you you lose. you do still have your perfect stillness, but it takes a while to go ahead and play it twice when you use Gift of Strength. So it's actually not the worst. You still have it. I think, so, ooh. quick, do a reclaim loop and perfect stillness this thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not a bad shout-out. I do think, I don't know, maybe Earth shouldn't be on this. I'm Your perfect stillness is huge. really favorable of the Fruity Destruction combo. Yeah. Although I will admit, Fruity Destruction combo, which is, if you are unfamiliar with that term, the combo of doing Draw the Fruitful Earth and Rituals of Destruction every single turn because you do a growth one reclaim loop because earth's growth one is actually really good you can do those cards and get gift of strength to repeat draw the fruitful earth to just vacuum suck everyone away 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 turn after turn and you're just consistently doing rituals of destruction to do five damage get that bonus fear keep doing stuff usually does really good work on medium to lower difficulties yeah not necessarily so much on the higher difficulties but, stuff, with, but it is still something that you can do but with guard because there's no towns i do think it can even work in higher difficulties because they remove so many Towns, I'd like to try it. You know? I'd like to try it. I think that could work. I'm convincing myself not to have base out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember, it's always good to be reminded of the fact that these stats are emblematic of people's opinions, and you yeah. can win everything in this game as any spirit. Okay, so at no point are you actually restricted from victory because you picked the quote-unquote wrong spirit. Right. I think Sure, some might be harder or whatever. Maybe they but... weren't thinking of your perfect stillness because skipping all actions is very Skip. strong. <laughs> Especially <laughs> yeah. with guard, where it's like, no, right. everything gets skipped here. Right, but that doesn't necessarily stop a migrating town from Hasburg, though. Mm. 
or like an anyway. ad. <laughs> those, or those yeah, or ad. Ads. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, base Earth at 21%. I can understand this next one. Coming in, our Fool's Bronze Medalist at 30% comes in Stone's Unyielding Defiance. I was surprised. Because when have we seen Stone on a bottom five? It's true. Usually, they get to cheat the right. game. <laughs> yeah, they are favored highly in the community for a lot of matchups because of their ability to break the game. Yeah, ignore Blight. However, their gameplay style is one of reaction. This is a scenario where you can't afford to react. You need to act. This is like another counterattack, right. kind of like Earth. It's right. like you have to wait for them to fight, right. and then you fight you back. You need to act first or prevent stuff with isolation or maybe a Wilds token. This mm. is not a reactionary, friendly scenario. Interesting. It's weird seeing Stone here, but I see, Wouldn't what, you agree? I see what you're saying. You cannot be reactive in our game. We had to be proactive yep. as you, River, making sure the inner island was clear. Yep. Before yep. they build, before they explore, yep. you need to get your foot in the door before they get their foot in the door. Exactly. Yep. And that's not Stone's play. Coming in at 35% is our Fool's Silver Medalist. I understand this one, but I'm about to disagree with it slightly. Is Serpent <laughs> Slumbering Beneath the Island. Another strong spirit. <laughs> Typically. Talk to, me, John. talk to me about why they're Silver Medalists, but talk to me why they're actually not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they have, you know, one of the strongest defense powers in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's another reactive counterattacking measure, which isn't the best against Guard, where mm-hmm. you're saying we have to be proactive. But... <laughs> but growing as Serpent is so strong. Yeah. And placing an extra presence because Serpent grows so slow. That's huge for Serpent. More yeah. than other spirits who can place two presents or place a presence every turn. Yeah. They don't do much with explorers, but they can blow stuff up. I don't know. Do you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking Serpent Rouses and Anger is actually really good here. Okay. Because you can do damage to buildings based on, you know, earth and fire elements you sure. have. But based on earth and moon elements, you get to shove towns from a land. And so, obviously, Serpent Rouses and Anger is a power that is range zero. So you're going to need to be there wherever it is. Which so go to, like, the adjacent lands to mm-hmm. the inner lands. Have a presence there. And, you know, you start with extra presence. And yep. guess what Serpent really likes having? Extra presence on the island. <laughs> they get to grow up faster. Yeah. And you get to shove towns, which is really good. Which is a spawn for explorers. So if nothing is getting to the inner part of right. the, you know, the heart of the islands, and then nothing's building there, that's yeah. a good point, Ryan. You are shoving everything away from it. So yes. they do have control powers. They do. Yeah. Right. And yes, Elemental Aegis isn't going to be so great, because by the time you would need defense to do something to take out a town, say, with like a Tahan counterattack, yeah, yeah, you've already lost. Because there's a town there. But that's not what I'm looking at. I'm I looking see what at you're saying. You start with an extra presence out there, which you really like. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody dislikes it. No. Come on. But like Serpent's like, oh, yes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then Serpent Rouse and Anger's like, get off. So I'm not going to debate the mentality of, yeah, they're slow. But, you know, they're also really good against Brandor and Pressure, and that's like the ultimate slow versus fast argument. True. And they're actually not so bad there. No, they're good against Brandor. So, just like word of encouragement to like, you know. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah, yeah. try it. But I'm not going to cramp on anyone who, <laughs> you know, voted this way. I'm just saying like, I can see why you said that, but give it a shot. I don't think it's going to be so bad. Here's something that's funny. Look at placements two through five. Okay. Bringer, 19%. Base Earth, 21%. Stone, 30%. 
Serpent, 35. Those numbers, 19, 21, 30, 35. I feel like Gimli. <laughs> 19! It still bam. counts as one! <laughs> 20! Bam! <laughs> 21! Bam! Like that kind of thing. Look at the jump from all of those into our fool's gold. It's more than double. More than double. <laughs> Coming in at our fool's gold. Oh, they earned it. This one earned it. Everyone knows who it is. This is hilarious. But just the jump at 74%. Wow. <laughs> More wow. than double what Serpent was at 35. Comes in... Ocean's Hungry Grasp. Oh, hey, I need to keep the inner lands clear. I can't go there. <laughs> I can't go there. <laughs> All my powers target the coast. <laughs> so it's like, hey, buddy, you need to focus on the inner lands. Okay, I'll go there. And you're like, I'll keep track of your coastline for you. <laughs> and the other guy's like, thanks, I don't care about that one. Like, <laughs> That's not a lost condition. <laughs> So at least you get to have another presence in another ocean. Yeah, you. <laughs> which again doesn't affect Garthiel's heart. Which doesn't help anything. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That actually really is nice because it helps can, them. It helps like, ocean. By the end of turn one, you're probably going to have, depending on your player count, a presence on every single ocean tile. Yep, that's really nice. But yes, it's just comical how it's just like, well. Who's the one person who can't get anywhere even close? I can't argue this one. This could just be like, oh, someone explored there, and they built, right. and I lose. You guys want to hunt? Yeah. I can get under the coast. <laughs> nice. Uh, what about the inner land? <laughs> yep, Ocean is an incredibly strong spirit. We could wax eloquent on their qualities and values here, and I don't think their value is going to be any much different than a standard game. It's just, hey, you get to have an additional presence out there. You get more cards. Yep. So you basically get to play a normal game with Ocean, but you just get to start with a little bit of adrenaline shot into your arm. Yeah. And it's other players' And you can get draws. Yeah. You you can get a miner that can target two lands away or place a wilds or something. You could get lucky. Or it could work, but it is tough in the beginning. Right. It's basically going to be a little bit more difficult for your friends. But the nice thing is that your friends already start one land away from your innermost land. Yeah. So you're probably fine. It's just comical. That's all. I'm thinking of the solo gamer when he's hearing, he's like, you and your friends. And he looks around and he's like, oh... (laughs) Crickets. <laughs> See stuffed animal in corner. Tumbleweeds. Yeah. <laughs> Will you be my friend? I love solo gamers. So I'm not. I'm not hating. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Do you mean true solo? Oh, oh no, no, not this. <laughs> oh, no, no I mean Laura's the one that hates things, and she's not here. And she's not here. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing, Ocean. One of your friends will probably have you covered. Yeah. And you're going to play a normal game with Ocean. That's about it. Bing, bang, boom. There it is. Is <laughs> it really so bad? No. <laughs> you just solved it. There you go. Hey. <laughs> Ryan, solve Spirit Island. <laughs> you're going to do so with your friends. Nice. Under this. <laughs> you and your friends will play Powers. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I win. What's that one YouTube channel who basically just does synopsis of board games in three minutes or less? Like, I think it's like literally three minute board games. I think you hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> So just like with what you said, what is Spirit Island? Just work with your friends. <laughs> I could do it in five seconds. It's like work with your friends, cooperation, the game. <laughs> exactly. There it is. Summed it up perfectly. There you go. <clears throat> 
So let's go ahead and look at these honorable mentions. Ooh. Boy, these were close. Yeah. These were close. Neck and neck. I'm really curious to hear your opinions on all of these things. Okay. Because I think you agree, and I think I do too, but knowing you, I think you are a vibrant supporter of every single one of these yeah. for different reasons. So our third honorable mention at 22% of all the voters was Downpour. So this one's wrong that it's in an honorable mention. I was curious. Definitely should be in top five. They have isolation. <laughs> this was going to be my comments as well. They, have an they iso- should be higher. One of the two in the game with isolation powers. They should be in the top five. You can isolate and totally section off that land. That is your loss condition. Yeah. Hey, look. There and you go. And you can shove explorers. That's always good. Yes. You can destroy buildings. Yep. You know, there's so much that... Your foundation spam that nukes a land isn't going to be as crazy important True. as the isolation and explorer shoving stuff, but it's still a nice thing to have in your pocket. Oh, yeah. Defense isn't as crazy here but who cares it's the isolation and the explorer push i wonder if that was what's holding in the back because we had so many defensive people in the bottom five that's true serpents and stone and earth even bringer Bringer. yeah Yeah. so maybe that's what people are thinking of for downpour but isolation isolation carries we'll just throw out the caveat that not everyone has downpour i'll throw you that bone (laughs) (laughs) by feather and flame and that's about it Not much better, barely edging out downpour, was the second honorable mention at 24%, which was Base River. Interesting. Oh, look, River didn't make a top five. That is actually rare. That is excellent. <laughs> Listen to season one. They made almost every single one. Until England. <laughs> Until England. And they made Oi, like- mate. <laughs> Oi, bro, it's a nice day, in it? <laughs> What is this, water? I ain't scared. I ain't scared of water. (laughs) And it's all for fun, okay? It's all for fun. I love hearing the hilarious debates between American English speakers versus British English speakers and, like, all the crap that they throw at each other. We know how to spell favor correctly. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're the dumb ones for that. (laughs) No, I'm serious. If I'm not mistaken, they wanted to save ink on printing presses, so they took out unnecessary letters... Like the U in so many things, that eh, saves ink. No, okay. Get it out of there. <laughs> the American way. <laughs> so, boy, there's capitalism for you. <laughs> but, like, for instance, you know, you'll hear, like, oh, we pronounce the word hub because there's an H in it. I'm like, okay, then where's the F in lieutenant? Oh. Okay. Like, <laughs> left tenant. Yes, I know it's slang. Where are all these <laughs> aluminium? What does that mean? So, aluminum and aluminium, yep, that was yet again another one where they're like, we don't need these extra letters. Get out of there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aluminum, aluminium. Oh, man. Right. No, it's all for fun. All, all in jest. jokes. Yes. I actually don't care. It's just funny. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, no. River, well, River England, was so ooh. strong in our game. Yeah. Oh, in geez, our guard, yeah. the Alice Hard Sunshine game. River, not Bay's River. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bay's River would have done just the same. <laughs> just as <much>. good. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, they definitely deserve an honorable mention. I could see the argument for them being in a top five just as easily. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're shoving towns and explorers all the time. To the coast where you're stronger. Right, you're just get away, get away, get away, get away. Yep. I mean, there's not a whole lot of 
crazy outlandish things they do. I think it's just the base emotion of just consistent control, but just all the all time. All the time. So many of your powers. Yeah. yeah. You don't really need massive flooding here. I mean, we used it because we focused a lot on the inner lands that land two really got crazy. We, we need massive flooding because with Bringer on the team, you had to be my destroyer type right, of thing. Right, right. Yeah. You and Laura, you probably leaned into it more than maybe a typical player would. Yeah. But with Bringer, I'm just like, well, someone's got to destroy this town. Right, right. And, you know, the inner lands are the focus, so other things are going to get ignored. Sure. But the essence of this voting structure is over the scenario's loss condition. That's what people are thinking of when they're voting for this. Yeah. And it's just consistent control, so it's good. And yeah. it's not bad. But, you know, in this case, it gave them an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Our number one honorable mention, I like it and don't like it. They were <laughs> fighting for a top five spot. They were bouncing they back and forth. Yeah. It. They almost got it. Our fifth place for the top five was 30%. More on that in a minute. And here, our number one honorable mention had 28%. Just a few votes. So, yeah, so close. close. And this was Wildfire. Mm. So, Wildfire, man. I mean, Wildfire can do, like, what? Damage in seven different lands? Oh, yeah. If you build for it? Incredibly good in at destroying one go, like, explorers. Right. Very I mean, good with explorers. You can just, like, snip, 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 snip. Like, just cut down so many explorers and so many You can many either lands. burn it's them. Great. Or there's that one control power that I always forget. <laughs> threatening flames threatening flames (laughs) the name makes sense i mean it is fast so you want to make sure that you keep bad guys off of the adjacent lands which is nice and you can alley-oop destroy something with asphyxiating smoke at range but that's in the slow phase so it's not really going to be helping you here you can make a power fast as wildfire it's true flash fires yeah yep which is nice i think they should be higher they're very good against explorers and buildings there's good at destroying ultimately i think regardless of how much damage it may be for the moment it's just constant damage just bam 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 bam, every turn basically yeah and you need that kind of attack speed against an enemy in this case who is just they're not allowed to go on this area. What are good ways to prevent them from doing so? Kill them immediately when they get to the neighboring lands. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. Wildfire does that. <laughs> yeah. We talked about control and isolation as well. Those are not bad. But killing the bad guys before they even get there is also really Yeah, good. even better <laughs> than control. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about the top five. So, in fifth place, at 30%, I see it. Yo, I definitely. see why they're here, and I see why they're in fifth place, is Lure. Of the deep wilderness. I think you meant to say softly beckon ever <laughs> inward. <laughs> but yeah, and they can shoot out wilds, yeah. and they can shoot out disease. The wild tokens, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And they have, again, a lot of control. Right. So not going to fight this one. They are on the slower end. Mostly all slow. Right. They have a one. single fast. Yeah. But like you said, the kind of thing that they do is like, hey, look, I just had bad guys show up on the adjacent lands next to the innermost land. Okay, well, let me just go break that down really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing can explore now. Pull you out of there. And like you said, hey, we got wilds tokens. Yeah. That's really nice. Extremely powerful. Really nice. guard, yeah. And especially if you're going up against France, because just like if it's successfully explored, extra explorer, and you're just like, ha ha, Doesn't count. We don't get one or two. All of them. Yep. No two explorers here. I'm not going to complain too much about Lure being here, but I understand why they were fifth. In fourth place, only a little bit better at 33%, Lure was 30, in comes Keeper. 
of the Forbidden Wilds. Some more wilds, huh? Hey, look, more wild tokens. <laughs> more wild tokens. <laughs> this might be the one I would drop out of the top five. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I see it too. You know? No, I do, I do. But hey, bottom track keeper, get those wild tokens for days. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. I need to get better at bottom track keeper. I've gone so much into like, I just get to seven energy, three plays. and <laughs> I mean, that's just the big broken funsy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, oh yeah, keeper has wilds tokens. Okay, yeah. I am an advocate for a bottom track keeper, but you know, like, I mean, it's kind of in a similar emotion to what we just said before. It's not going to go lure wild tokens, man. Yeah, I just think this would be the one I'd be like swap out for wildfire sure. or downpour or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? Probably. Anyway. But Keeper does have a very favorable reputation. And yes, very strong. Fav- Keeper is easier to attain than wildfire or downpour is. That's true. You yeah. Know? So these could be factors, might not be. I don't know. Well, John, look at this top three. Ugh. We are both ah, very happy this about this. This is perfect. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think I would change any of these, including the order. I think I'd agree. Yeah. Well done, voters. So coming in at our third place, our bronze medalist at thirty nine percent is Sharp Fangs. <laughs> so good. Finally. So good. Oh yeah. What are they incredible at? <laughs> Explores or just like what do you oh, call it? little goodness. skirmishes? Right? Skirmishes. Yep. I consider Fangs to be a skirmisher, meaning someone who's doing light attacks or light actions but in a mobile way meaning they can move get to places and do a little bit in a lot of places and you always talk about how consistent they are doing this it's not like they have a downturn fangs they're always doing something they can do really good damage against explorers because too near the jungle automatically nixes one Mm -hmm. they can prevent builds with brand the builders which is really good yeah and Ranging Hunt and Frenzied Assault are powers, and especially in Ranging Hunt's case, that can go off every single turn. So think about it. One of the coolest things about Ranging Hunt is that, yes, you can move beasts, but for me, the biggest thing about them is a very similar emotion to what we just said with Wildfire. It is an attack that will literally happen yeah. every, every turn. single turn. So think about... Those oil rigs that are like drilling. Okay. And you know, they go up and boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam. Like it goes up, it raises, and then bam. And it just like pounds the ground every other 10 I think of like seconds. I think of base lightning. One land, I can take three buildings out of it. Yeah. Downturn. Right. Reclaim. So you just put. Three, four, five beasts in the adjacent lands where they're going to be building stuff and maybe causing explorers. Oh, look, I'm a town. Bam, oh, I'm dead. Oh, I see what you're oh, saying. Oh, I'm a city now because of something. Bam, I'm dead. I oh, see look, I'm an explorer. Bam. Oh, look, I'm a whatever. Bam. I thought the recoil was like a downturn. You're saying it's always happening. It's every single turn. Oh. So that ground pound is yes. like, bam. That's every bam. turn. Bam. Not even every turn. Every fast phase. (laughs) Right. Before builds. Right. And even if one does get in there, you still have terrifying chase. Get out of here. Push him out. Just look at all the things you have that you can just be like, hey, look, Fangs, their gameplay is dominated with a style of doing all these nice little things, but having to travel to the places on your board where that effect would be nice. Yeah. Oh, terrifying chase. I can shove people out of here. Cool. Cool. Frenzied Assault attacks people. Cool. Ranging Hunt moves beasts and attacks people. Praying the Builders. Nixes explores. Okay. And Praying the Builders stops 
building. Okay, I need to go to all these various places and find it's... out where that's useful. Hey, guess what? The innermost land and the land adjacent to that are where all of those powers should go. Yeah. Focus. Bam. Every one of those capabilities on these lands. And you don't have to worry about the logistics of like moving or spawning oh, yeah. so much. Just like clump them all right there. You out. You die. You don't build. You die. You. I'll sacrifice a beast so you can die again. Every part of their kit, like you're saying, is so perfect to stop guard the all's heart. Right. Just it's to like completely really mix it. They are good. so strong. I mean, it's like, I mean, pun intended, they're like a really good guard dog. Yeah. Here is my boundary. Here's my yard. You are not coming in here. I am eating you up. I'm right. pushing you out. I'm chasing you, whatever you're saying. Yep. Yeah. That's why I'm mad that, not mad, but like Keeper has one thing, a Wilds token. It's yeah. very strong. But then you look at Fangs where it's like, you listed off six things that are right. good against this scenario. And with their reclaim cycle, their capability to get reclaimed too, their awesome growth options, you can consistently get these cards that are doing this for you. All the time. Every turn. So you have a steady stream of get off my lawn, stay off my lawn cards. Yes, you can make the argument that, hey, if you focus way too much on the innermost land Mm -hmm. in this fashion, yes, your outer lands might not be so good because if you're not focusing on them, they're going to blight and you can't do anything with blight. Yes, but I mean, this is where problems such as that are solved somehow by a friend helping you with this that led to that, which led to this, and a fluke fear card helped you with this, and you're going to find cards, and you're not going to need to worry about constantly covering your spots every single turn. No. Well, okay, so in our game, when you were playing River, you just had a lockdown on the inner yeah. parts of the islands. Right. Fangs, I think, could do it even better. I think they could. I think and they can so also good. get to your friend spots, too. Yes, I think Fangs are so good this scenario, they can handle their own board and, like, two others. At least in this scenario. Entirely possible. Of just like, oh, praying the builders, I stop that build. Too near nope. the jungle, I kill that explorer nope. before they build, you know? Nope. Ranging Hunt, there's three <laughs> lands right there that you've right. solved. For Whether your team. it's control, prevention, or damage, you have a lot of nope powers to what this scenario will make you lose to. Right. You know. Keeper's like, I just put one wild here. That's awesome. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Right. Fangs did like six things. Yep. You know, that <laughs> that just completely negated Gardiel's yep. heart. Or yep. the loss condition. Yep. Yeah, Fangs is awesome here. I do. I'm it. talking, I'm, I almost want them higher now, just like talking hey, it out with you. I mean, I'll make a comment once we finish okay. all this. But, yeah, they definitely deserve to be in the top five, and I definitely agree that they should be on the podium. Okay, And cool. they are. And they are. So, yeah. hooray. Let's talk about our silver medalist at 52%. John? Finder of Paths Unseen. Isolation. 100%. <laughs> and just the ultimate control. You ultimate gone. control. You gone. Doesn't you matter. Gone. <laughs> City, town, explorer, Where am I put them? Who cares? Put them near the coast. Yeah. Not. They're the best control in the game. They move them and they isolate the innermost land. They can have the potential to isolate three lands with their innate. So, yeah. Incredibly strong. Sprinkle in some S-tier Daha manipulation. Sure. Yeah. Let's move them too. You know, maybe you'll get a good defend power and the Dahan will counterattack. You don't even you need You just need a friend that has one. Or, yeah. <laughs> have, have an offensive friend or, like you're saying, someone that pulled a defense power. Your sets. Finder almost feels like it's cheating. <laughs> it does. I think I like Fangs better. I think I do too. Because they can get rid of... Ex- it's uh, more direct of a counter, I think. It is. Because Finder's... Well, Finder's just doing more Finder things. Sure. And isolation <laughs> is very strong And here. it's always valuable. Which it's... means it's not a special. Because it's just more of the same. Yeah. 
And it's still awesome. But Fangs is just like, yeah. <laughs> and they're destroying everything. In certain cases, like situations, Finder with Habsburg, a mobile migrating town, if it's isolated, that makes sense. You're like, there's certain things yeah. where like I can see Finder yeah. being strong. But oh my goodness. Downpour and Finder, they, uh, with they the isolation. love being able to be like, where are they going to go? They're isolated. Isolate. Ryan, they're going to migrate here with their town. So often in this game, you never know where the bad guys are going to go. Mm-hmm. And so that makes wild token placement and isolation powers really hard. That's baked into the cake of the balance of isolation as a mechanic. is It's great, it's awesome, it's powerful, but you don't know where you need it. Yeah. Here, you do. So it's like, look at that land. I isolate that land. <laughs> or you group them all up and then isolate that land and so isolate nothing that comes land. from that land. Yeah. I see Finder. I think I'm going to put Finder 3, though. I could I see it. Know. Yeah, I probably, I love Finder. Yeah, and I love playing I could, Finder. I do not do not <laughs> debate them being in the top five nor on the podium because I find it more fulfilling. I would have put Fangs above them, but I mean we're yeah semantics semantics semantics. Who won? Who do who do you all think won? <laughs> so coming in at sixty three percent, our gold medalist John. Do you want for the last You survey? should say it. Should I? Okay. Yeah. Well, I choose to share it, okay? Uh, Is a spread of, of rampant, rampant green. green. Hey, hey! The special rule! The special <laughs> rule. It's so good to see green with another gold medal. <laughs> yeah. They can stop builds every They can turn. stop build. There you go. And then bring their presents back all the time. And Green is someone who, A, everybody has, everybody loves. That's true. Base game. And like, what's our team build? We're a beast build. Oh, and Green's there. Cool. Oh, what are we? We're a fear control build. Oh, okay. And Green's there. Oh, nice. Like, literally nobody looks at the last guest to arrive, looks down to the paper at the guest list. Who's the last arrival? Spread of rampant green. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please come along. <laughs> Please come in. I forgot my invitation. Who cares? Get in here. <laughs> it was funny. On the Discord, there's like a new players lounge, which is fun. Like new yeah. players to the game on the Spirit Island Discord just talking about the game. Someone mm. said, I just got the base game. Yay. Yay. And they asked for cool combos. Like I have a spouse or a partner to play this sure. game with. Who should I partner up with? Ray commented <laughs> like a list of people. You know, so we had River and Lightning and Ray said sure. like Ocean, Ocean and Bringer. Bringer. Yeah, right. right. Uh, right. Wildfire and Green. Green or something yeah. and then the last one ray put was green and any green and anyone <laughs> <laughs> but is that wrong it's, no it's no, like it's not it's, no, a, it's not because green makes like you're saying everything better everything better and makes i mean they have damage to buildings which is great for the adjacent lands you can shove towns that's great. Yeah. You can help people grow. That's never bad. Yeah. And your special rule. I mean, you can prevent builds. That's awesome. That's the thing that guard, yeah. That John and Ryan don't have anything against explorers. Yeah, but you stop a build, get a Dahan in there, and then when they ravage, it's just one Dahan versus one explorer, there and they're dead. There it is. Very similar to how lightning might shove a Dahan into a land with an explorer who's about to build. They build the town, you shatter homesteads the town, now there's just an explorer and a Dahan, one-on-one, yet again. Yep. Damn dead. Like There's ways around it, is what yep. you're saying, yeah. Yep. No, I, I see green at number one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe should Fangs be one? So I the <laughs> thing that I was going to say, I see it. I see why green is number one. The public favor, the reputation, accessibility. the accessibility, the fun, the reputation, all of it. I get it. I get it. I get it. 
I'm the biggest green fan in our group. You've been playing. You do green not for like four or five years. You've been playing <laughs> you do green. Not have to convince me <laughs> yeah. as to why I would question them as a gold medalist <laughs> for this. I do find Fangs more fulfilling though mm. as green, simply because I'm just killing more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and token games are fun. Because like green is just like stop builds. Cool, stop builds. That's it. Stop builds. That's it. But it's like, okay, I may do a little thing here, a little thing there. But yeah. with Fangs, I'm like, ooh, I killed the one explorer. Yes. And there was one explorer. Ooh, they showed up with a city somehow on an adjacent land. And bam. Killed it. Yeah. With Ranging Hunt. Yeah. Oh, no, they're about to build. And ran the builders. Like, it's not a general thing that's countering them. It's specific things. Yeah. But when you make specific things work, I find that more fulfilling than making general things work. And so here, it's very specifically countering Guard the Isle's Heart, which I personally find more fulfilling. But that's just me. I agree with you. I think Fangs should be one. Not thinking about it. Or or an isolation power. So, you know, I see Finder. It you might gotta be like, take Finder in there. Yeah, so it, it might be Fangs Finder Green for me, if personal ranking. I think I probably would, so. honestly. Yet, at the same time, they all deserve to be on the podium no reservations there. I like 10 minutes ago, I'm like, oh, I like this ordering. And then we talk it out. I don't like this ordering. <laughs> and that's... Sometimes you just gotta play it out. You gotta talk <laughs> it out and be like, they're wrong. So, to look at our top five honorable mention and bottom five once again, our gold medalist was green. Silver medalist was finder. Fangs was our bronze medalist. Keeper was our fourth place. And Lure was our fifth place. The honorable mentions went to Wildfire, Base River, then Downpour. And the bottom five, it was Bringer, then Base Earth, Stones Unyielding Defiance, Serpent Slumbering Beneath the Island, and Ocean. Let's go ahead and talk about the toughest adversaries that everyone thought would be the worst with this scenario. Well, we kind of referenced it in the past. It really basically was down to two, and it's exactly the two who you thought it would be. It didn't change! (laughs) (laughs) So which one got which? (laughs) They both deserve gold. They both deserve silver. Mm -hmm. There were a spattering of votes for the other adversaries, but, I mean, it's either Habsburg or it's England. I mean, we talked about it, and they're horrible. Horrible. Double towns that are moving on you. Yes. Durable double towns that are harder to get get rid rid of, or or England with their extra health, (laughs) basically durable. Adjacency builds, and then the stupid build, (laughs) the extra build tile. Yeah. So in second place at thirty four percent was Habsburg, and no surprise, England England. yet again, the top dog, fifty one percent. Gets another gold medal for being the <laughs> toughest adversary. <laughs> I think because the mobile towns is so unique. Yeah. Maybe Habsburg should be. I don't know. I think well, maybe a tie at one. You know, it's like consistency versus a fluke insta loss. Okay. Habsburg, I think, can immediately kill you on a fluke. Migrating town. Just like that. Where England, it's like you see it coming. Kind of. Kind of. But it's still just, like, really hard and laborious to stop. It's hard because of the double build. Or it yeah. builds once, and then it ravages, and then it builds again. That extra yeah. stupid build yeah. breaks it sometimes. I really think, yeah, isolation really helps here. Yeah, for both. <laughs> for both. Because, you know, you have adjacency you, sir, builds. are not a source of invaders. Yeah. <laughs> you are not adjacent to buildings. You are not. <laughs> so, yeah, isolation's huge here. In the same way that, like, Sweden can be like, look how strong and dangerous I am. And then Strife is like, 
Uh, nope. Yeah, negates all the damage. Here, right, Habsburg and or England comes in like, yeah. And then Isolation's just like, nope. <laughs> We're not surrounding Sorry anything. to pop your bubble of yeah. happy, but uh, I'm just going to be like, nope. I do see England because the scenario says it gets rid of all towns. England starts with two cities. Those cities don't leave. Nope. And so when there's two cities, then other things can build because they're adjacent to two buildings. Yeah. And that means oh, the inner lands can start it's to build. Good. Yeah. It's not good. It gets messy. The thing that's nice, though, is that England takes a long time to get going. Very true. And you start with an extra presence and with extra power cards. Cards. Yeah. Plural. And there's the third benefit of you are immediately adjacent to every single friend that you have in this game. Good point. All of these things, being closer to your friends, one away, having extra power cards. I mean, in a three-player game, that's six powers. Yeah. Three of the major that you have, because it gives you both a minor and a major. And then, oh, sorry, just another presence. Sure. Like, and guess what England has? A slow start. Because mm. then you have in this one. A very a fast, fast start. start. <laughs> yeah. Almost an extra turn. Good, you're good I'm point. not saying these things completely neuter England's lethality in this scenario. I'm just saying, look on the bright side. I think with England, you can either win very quickly in the first two turns, because you're moving so fast, or they just, like you're saying, once they get the engine revving. I mean, it is a snowball of awful. The, the <laughs> snowball happens, and by turn five or six, you lost. So we'll see. I think, yeah, England's tough. We'll yeah. see with Habsburg, both of them. But yeah. Shall we get on to the comments? Let's do this. Hooray. Hawkish lore comes in to say, hmm. as the scenario card says, a spread of rampant green makes the scenario really easy. It's such a wonderful blanket coverage statement. Just, oh yeah, green, just stop builds. And that's really nice. I'm never mad to see green on my team for any circumstance. Right, but like, think of the adversary. Sure, there's going to be specific things that green isn't going to be able to do specifically. Like maybe Habsburg with the healthy land. Yeah. They want blight. There's going to be like a fluke thing here or there that might slip through the cracks. But, oh boy, being able to constantly nope builds in a land, that's awesome. Keep Dahan there when they ravage. They just kill all the explorers. And like you're saying with this team aspect... You know, guard the owl's heart makes you faster, and then right. green makes you faster. Right. So you're almost two turns ahead. Right. By just playing with green you're and the You're giving out proliferations. Your friends are getting sacred sites faster, and yeah. sacred site cards are usually strong, which mm-hmm. means that your friends can get stronger cards to be on the inland. You know, lands you need to cover quicker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really good. I completely agree. Mm. Completely agree with you, hawkish lore. Yep. Cool Pablo 7 says... Unfortunately, you didn't specify player count and difficulty level. It can have a huge impact here. So, for the following, I am assuming one player board at an intermediate difficulty, which is like four to six, which I usually play at. Correct. We (laughs) didn't specify player count or difficulty. My bad. (laughs) We're just thinking very general here, but I appreciate your attention to detail. So, back to their comment. So, best spirit for me is Finder. Mm. Pushing and isolation of land seven together is overpowered here. From the base game, I would go for green, because build prevention makes things a lot easier. I like that they included, like, a promo pack or like that. all of the spirits, yeah. but then if you just have base, green. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good comment. The spirit I had the hardest time so far was Shroud of Silent Mist. They actually have to rely on a few lands being built up to generate their fear, and they have very few tools to clear land with buildings from the start. Without it, I usually fall behind in fear generation. That major power you gain is usually useless in the first few turns because of the low energy generation that you have. For ocean, you rely on luck for the first majors, but other than that, this seems manageable. 
Yeah, I do think the deck is kind of stacked against Mist here. But, John, you and I can both rejoice, and I completely forgot about this joke. The bottom five, Mist and Shadows, were Whee! nowhere to be found. Hey! Okay, we did it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I said I'd make that joke, and I completely forgot making that joke. But yes, it's true. It's true. Mist and shadows were nowhere to be found on the bottom five. Uh, yes. Hooray. Yes. Top tier spirits. But yeah, no, your energy generation, your economy ain't so great with Shroud. But at least you get another presence out there. You can connect to presence. You don't. Yeah. All the towns are removed, yeah. and Mist can keep the coastal right. lands get having to that buildings. one energy really quick. Yeah. Or at least earlier. Yeah. I mean, Lost in the Swirling Haze is a really good power here, but you just got to get to it quick, and thankfully this gives you the ability to do that. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be your best thing there, is I, Swirling Haze. I don't think Mist is the worst. I see Ocean being very swingy. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I see, I see the emotion. I don't disagree with you, but I mean, just like we said before, everyone has tools that are useful. And so, and they never said that they're bad. They just said that it's just a spirit they had the hardest the time with. with. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like anti shroud stuff. It's just their experience. Dude, which honestly, is entirely understandable. Miss is tricky for me still. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. They say the hardest adversary for me has to be Habsburg. Mm. Not only does the Inland Land 7 have to be cleared, all the surrounding lands have to be cleared from towns as well. And you were mentioning this, Ryan, of like, yeah. you can't just keep the inner land clear. You got to focus on the adjacent ones. Yeah. Because they need to get off of the land that they're going to migrate from. Mm -hmm. This together with slow blight generation on the first two turns usually leads to a max second stage escalation effect and a quick loss for me. Dishonorable mention for multi-spirit Scotland. Yes. <laughs> that is actually a great call out there. And we yeah. kind of talked about it a little bit, but Scotland in the context of like a six-player game is going to be like, Bleh. and they talk about it here. Six-player game leads to an instant loss during the first escalation. Four players is really hard, but should be possible with the right cooperation. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the fact that one player who has the most amount of buildings is going to have to add a ton of towns. Yeah, and that's hard. To a lot of lands. The more players you have, the more towns they're adding. So you're so, running out of options, right. is what you're saying. Right, and so it could be really gnarly. So, And with Habsburg, if you're not blighting enough, you also have to add towns. Right. And like they said, during the escalation, if you aren't blighting enough, you're adding towns. Oh, and right. another town, and right. then another town. You actually town. want the inner land to be blighted. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Move blight in there somehow, or I don't yep. know. Yeah, get, yep. make it blighted. I don't disagree with any of those. No. Good comment. Yeah. Next comment comes from Many Windmills. Hey! I know who that is. They say, yes, scenarios are back. Hey. I've been loving these episodes lately, and it's yeah. been fun playing them more regularly. I've been seeing, before I move on, a lot of these comments, Ryan. Really? Of just like, this has been fun because I don't play these a lot regularly. Hooray. And that's fun to see people like exploring new aspects of this game. Hooray. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why we're doing why this. Why we're doing this series. They go on to say, it's difficult for me to find a spirit who doesn't like this scenario, <laughs> getting extra powers and extra presence out there, but can we discuss one of my favorite spirits, Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares? Yeah! Not being able to quote-unquote kill has reared its ugly head during my guard games. Also, mm. Bringer doesn't do anything with explorers. Mm, and that's true. Fingers crossed on those card draws or fear cards. Hey, I talked about that. Yeah. Getting explorers out of the center of the island before they can build a loss condition. 
And it was funny. I recently tried doing a bottom track build. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> did I say that? That's so uh, dumb. Oh, that funny. was that was like that's a gut funny. reaction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Many windmills. I keep going. I recently tried doing a bottom track build for Bringer in a guard game, meaning I placed a presence from the bottom track with my bonus grow and then place another bottom track presence during my turn one growth, which meant I could still only play two cards. (laughs) Those three twos, two, 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 really sting, don't they? The next part, I swear, somewhere in the multiverse, there is vital strength of the earth and Bringer arguing at each other, drunk in a bar, about whose bottom track is worse. (laughs) At least you start with two plays. Some games I never get that many. You get passive defense, dude. That is basically a card play. People don't even acknowledge that I have a bottom track at all. Your mom's a bottom track. You say that to my face. Which face? How dare you? There's like three faces. You take that back. Come at me, bro. So stupid. <laughs> I don't like I started big and powerful, and then I like went southern somehow. Cause like, oh wait, they're drunk. He's southern now. <laughs> People are gonna think we made this up. This is literally, literally what windmills wrote. Yes, yes, they gave us a script. They gave us that script. <laughs> they know we do theater. <laughs> oh, many windmills! I love you. Oh, so that was funny. That was great. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> they go on to say. Moving on, let's chat about something more positive. Oh, Which yes. spirit benefits the most from this scenario? Mm. Gut reaction for me, it's a spirit who struggles to grow. So, earth, okay. serpent, maybe lightning, parentheses, reclaim loop. Yeah. But also, I really think the spirit who benefits the most would be the ones with a lot of perks on their tracks. Sure. Finder definitely comes to mind, and everyone's favorite low-complexity spirit... <laughs> Man, (laughs) this one's filled to the brim with jokes. Firing on all pistons, I love this. Everyone's favorite low complexity spirit, Starlight. (laughs) Winky face. (laughs) Ryan, funnel one more time. (laughs) I hit the hand. Now, don't you say it's a funnel? (laughs) It gets simpler. Go ahead, try to say the word, John. It's a Ah! You can't say it. Editing Ryan. I shake my fist. (laughs) Oh, man. We're so stupid. I lost my spot. Oh, man. On turn one during a guard game, Starlight can play three cards and make a power fast. What's Lightning doing on turn one again? Not making anyone fast? 
doing a no plays build. <laughs> right, 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 right. Cool, cool, cool. So anyway, back to dominating. Oh, yeah. All right. No jokes. I do see Starlet being super strong here. Yeah. Of just yeah. like being able to grow. Yeah. And that moon and A, dude. Yeah, moon and A being able to, you know, mm. gather things in so they don't build, making things fast, like Windows yep. is saying. Yeah. Starlight's super strong. Mm-hmm. I like the perks call out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like unlocking Especially things. Finder. Yeah, Finder can unlock, mm. you know, elements or extra plays or just mm. straight up control. They go on to say, another spirits I have to mention oh. is Fangs. Ooh, Ryan. Yes. This might be my best slash my favorite. Three plays Fangs, turn one. Boom. Enough said. Yeah. And I'll let Ryan take over Fang. from here and explain why this is so good. We kind of already talked we about did. why yeah. Fangs is really good. I mean, there are a plethora of reasons why having three card play right off the bat from turn one is honestly really good. I mean, you can start with a growth four energy spike to get that three energy. Plus, I mean, you can even do that other one where you get an energy and a card. Yeah. And who you knows where you really go heavy with it? Yeah. You can have a really good draw. Or you can play it safe and just do plays of presence, immediately convert that to a beast. Hopefully, maybe fingers crossed, you got some good elements and maybe some beast stuff with the cards that you already were given at the start. Good point. Which would be a coincidental happy. But I mean, oh my word, fully leveled up ranging hunt right from the get-go yeah i mean that has huge ramifications from turn one on oh my god the rest of the game basically amazing yeah and we were talking about how much of their kit is so effective against guard if you're using almost all of your kit turn one right guard doesn't have a chance right guard the owl's heart right so yeah i see what they're saying and like i don't know like even if one of the adversaries gets their cities on an adjacent land you can be like frenzy assault bam one beast takes out a city i'll take that trade like, oh yeah, yeah every every <laughs> day that's something you can do you can just alley oop a lizard like yoink and just like <laughs> destroy city, buildings right? yeah or any other animal who you would prefer to chuck and destroy a city. I'll let you figure that out. <laughs> but yes, Fang's super strong. And we agree. Yeah, the first part mm-hmm. when we were talking about Fangs. Lastly, in regards to which adversary is the hardest with guard, I think my money is on Habsburg. Yeah. That darn level five. Oh, yeah. And the moving, migrating towns thing. That is the wave of immigration. Before the initial explore, put the Habsburg reminder card under the top five invader cards. When it is revealed on each board, add one city to a coastal land without cities and add a town to the three inland lands with the fewest blight. Ouch. Again, yeah. this is why Ryan's been saying this. If you can, add Blight to that inner land. Yeah. So then you don't have to. Yep. You can kind of work your way around that. But mm-hmm. yeah, we agree. Habsburg is hard. And oh yeah, the moving migraine towns thing. Oh yeah, they also the towns also just move into the lands. <laughs> Not great, Bob. <laughs> uh, I wish Laura was here. She loves saying that. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> England is also super painful because of the adjacency and this stupid. <laughs> we need to like copyright the stupid bill. I was gonna say like every one of our jokes and silly things. Ding ding ding. ding, ding. In I've been hearing Stupid build a lot. I think that's like getting it's the so dumb. It's so I dumb. Hate it. <laughs> oh, and the Scotland escalation can just lose you the game. So, so good luck good with that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that Scotland. Like, how many players are in this game? Oh, we lost. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they finish up as always. Thank you three. Not sure if Laura's going to be on this episode. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. I'll read this to her. 
Thank you three for all the incredible work you do for the podcast Aww. and the community. Your episodes always bring a smile to my face. Dude, you brought a smile Aww. to our face just now. I was going to say, you completely <laughs> lit me up. I love this. And you've been a great resource to my friend group. Aw, what? Dude, that's awesome. Hello, Benny Winwheels friends. I know. Hello, gaming group. Hey! <laughs> Helping them get better and learn and appreciate this wonderful board game. Keep up the good work, and I can't wait to hear all your thoughts. Aw, right. What a great comment. Thank you, Benny Winwheels. I don't know what to say. I am whelmed with all the warm happies. Yeah, I am so glad that you've been able to draw as much as you have from this silly little hobby of ours. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we get to share in just the nerdy, geeky ah! of just like talking about strategies here yeah. and fun interactions there. And it's just what a joy that we have been connected in such a way. I to, love it. To turn it around, yes, I'm sure we've said some things. Sometimes we say smart things to help other people learn the game. Mm -hmm. But what's been cool is how this podcast has used the community to help us. To help <laughs> us and to help everyone else listening. Right. Where like people are listening to many windows comment, yeah, there was jokes in there, but there are also really good strategies about Seriously. Starlight and Fangs yeah. and how to work around England. Like mm -hmm. these comments I honestly learn arguably like the most amount of stuff from other people talking. Yeah. Even in our our surveys like i learned so many things from other people talking in our surveys <laughs> so i totally understand that, like yes i'm happy that we've been a good resource but thank you you've equally been just as beneficial yeah, to exactly us. And that goes for all of you honestly mm -hmm. eugene comes in to say i think green works best regarding the new loss condition while not gaining as much from the additional starting presence as other spirits you can prevent the build in the inner land every single turn yep this gets even better if it is a jungle or a wetlands. France is having a hard time in this scenario. They just lose so many starting towns that their loss condition becomes a far threat rather than an immediate pressure that you are usually facing. Hmm. The freaking adjacency build from England, on the other hand, <laughs> as well as Habsburg's escalation effect are, or at least my, real horror here. <laughs> I agree. And that was horror here. I understand what that accent did. Maybe it sounded like a different word. <coughs> family, family show. Family show. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I think Guard the Isle's Heart makes the game easier than just a base game. I would also say that most of the adversaries combined with this scenario become easier to handle. Again, due to the loss of their starting towns, which are usually one or part of one of the levels. Yeah, I do think that's something we could have, should have said with France. I do think France has a capability to be nasty, but they do lose a lot of their starting towns. Yeah, and that's their loss that condition. Yeah. So this comment is making me think, because we've been hearing this and I have been seeing this, we kind of talked about how, yeah. at the end of our episode, the difficulty, it does make the game easier. Yeah. I'm thinking now, like, instead of, like, an asterisk or a negative one that people say, like, what would I do to make Garthiel's Heart a true difficulty zero? Yeah. I wonder if I would take away the extra growth. I wonder if that's what it does. You know what I do? What would you do? I just keep it the same and add another board. Oh, that'd be fun. Add extra that'd be board. Really cool. Yeah, I think that'd I mean, be really you're cool. Very close to the innermost land of that new board. Yeah. So it's not too much. But now you have two to worry right. about. And blight ratios are a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think that. I, that's a fun idea. I like How that. How the heck would you do an archipelago, Garthiel? <laughs> 
Is that even possible? Yeah. <laughs> I think like, everyone would have their own right innermost land. Innermost land, but it wouldn't be like that diagram that they use in the, right, on like the cards. It's like the hill, right? Everyone has a hill that they got to keep. Just be land clear. seven or whatever the rule is for right. a single board or something. Yes, but that's only if the archipelago is made of a single of board. S- Whoa, yeah. So each one I would be try this. each one would be different, <laughs> right? Yeah, that could if be it's cool. like a three. Eyelets. Quick, someone get to me help! Yeah. <laughs> and find her once again. Ah. Yeah, I'm already... I've been here. <laughs> hey, where's your own setup? Good comment. I like it. Desakupado comes back. Hey! I just did Russia 6 and England 6 with this scenario. <laughs> England faced lure plus vengeance and Russia faced lightning plus lure. What happened? <laughs> That's all they say. That's I, all they say. I wish. <laughs> I want to know more. <laughs> would you like to know more? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, comment back on this thread. I would love to hear how they went. Uh, these teams sound good. I like lure and vengeance. That's a lot of tokens, a lot of disease. Yeah. That sounds good. A lot of stopping the England builds. Uh, lightning and mm. lure against Russia is interesting. Not a lot of. Well, lure yeah, I don't think stuff. Russia is the worst against this scenario. Russia is a generally tough adversary, but then you have lure there. Yeah. So that could have been a fun time. <laughs> anyway, I would like to hear how this went. Yeah. Coming back if you can. Mm-hmm. P. Meckles comes in to say that there are two nightmares with Habsburg. That escalation, if you don't get blight in the inner land, is going to be a problem. Mm. At least all the extra towns come off the start, though. Yeah, no, I mean, they are saying the same thing. They're in agreement. Get a blight to that inner land somehow. And you were even saying that in the first part yeah. when we were talking about... Look at how valuable a drought just became. Yeah. <laughs> or Lands of Haunts and Embers. Hey, hey now it's a good card? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> they also talk about, yep, migratory herders. Man, especially if there are a lot of adjacencies. And, <laughs> and bigger player games, more lands are touching the yeah. inner lands. Uh, that yep. could be tricky. Yep, so just remember those two things. If you don't remember anything else, remember those those two things. Yep. Aaron likes to add to that saying, and don't forget that wave of immigration card. Yep. If you are yes. at, yeah, level five plus. Many windmills mentioned that. <sighs> it's just adding, 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 adding towns. Yep. So unless there's blight there. Again, blight Correct. is important yep. against Habsburg. Yep. Yep. Speaking of Aaron, they come on to post their own comments. Hey, hey. Aaron, what's up? Hey. Apologies for the long post here. Oh, don't worry about no it. We love these. I've been playing this scenario a lot recently, and so far I would like to say it is the scenario really? I drive the most with. Interesting. Wow. I usually have no clue what matchup I want to play when I jump into a Spirit Island game. So I used the quick play feature on the mobile version, and it gave me the Guard the Owl's Heart with Lightning versus England 4 on thematic Northwest. Wow. 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 That is our truly random set. <laughs> <laughs> And under most normal circumstances, that could be pretty scary, actually. The manic always just throws things in a weird blender Mm -hmm. of this, like, am I going to get mountains? Or, Mm -hmm. cool, I have, like, all these mountains. At least it wasn't Eastboard. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's true. So, (laughs) it's like, wetland, 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 wetland. No! No! Not again! Sorry. Anyway, Aaron goes on to say, And wow, I had a blast, mostly because of this scenario. Getting one extra presence off the place track, going down the place track with lightning, is just enough of a boost to make you feel more powerful than usual. Get to that 3-4. 
Please. <laughs> Getting the powers for mm-hmm. lightning is also huge. Mm-hmm. Because it's so hard for lightning yeah. to get a yeah, power those, card. Right. They so need when you get a large hand. Two. Yeah, uh, you need a large hand for all those plays. Yep. I see this being yep. a good scenario for lightning. It's a tall glass of cool water when they're usually like parching to death. In the yeah. Desert, you know? And if it's a cheap major that they can actually afford right. or something, right. woof. Aaron continues to say, because of this game and because I knew the scenario was coming soon for the series, I decided to explore the Guard the Owl's Heart in more detail on the mobile version. Oh, cool. Nice. As a test drive, I played every spirit except Ocean. (laughs) 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 That's funny. With this scenario against Brandenburg Prussia 4, I was still having a blast, so I did every spirit except Ocean. Again, with Guard the Owl's Heart against Sweden 6. Wow. Wow, moving up. I was still having a blast, so now I'm working through every spirit except Ocean with Garthiel's heart against Francis. <laughs> I love what he's saying. Except Ocean. Aaron, why do you hate Ocean? <laughs> Laura comes out of nowhere. What did you say? <laughs> They're still good against this scenario. They'll be fine. I'll probably move on to England once I'm through France. Maybe just level five, though. I can't stand England six. Uh, Who does? Yeah, well, hey, yeah, there you go. That's where you get Laura's favor once again. Yeah, you got Laura back on track. So why is this scenario so fun? I think it's... it's a <laughs> Why is this so fun for every spirit? It's a Russian. I think it's fairly simple. You start off stronger, yeah. and the invaders start off weaker. Yep. Extra presence, extra minor, extra major. Just one of these boosts can put certain spirits way ahead. Oh, yeah. Getting all three before the game starts is insane. And then removing all starting towns at the end of setup yeah. is huge, yeah. especially for adversaries that begin with extra towns, which is a majority of them. Mm-hmm. The scenario is for you if you enjoy feeling extra powerful or if you like getting a clean inland. If you can stop turn one builds, mm-hmm. then you're looking at a pretty clean board. I yeah, remember... Except for... <laughs> yeah, except for... <laughs> I do remember in us talking about this, like before we played our game and then for our part one episode, mm. this is what Laura really liked was feeling powerful. You know, yeah. Laura likes her yep. 60 damage thunder speaker. Her boom, boom. She likes her boom, boom. So when you are growing and earning extra energy, playing yeah. more cards, mm. that's why Laura loves the scenario. Yeah. So I totally get that sentiment. Now, I'm going to say this only to sell the scenario and not to brag. I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm sure he doesn't want to brag. But on my Guard the Owl's Heart binge, I have not lost a single game. Yeah! Wow. Nice job. No worries. Truth is true. Yeah, that's his, that's his facts. I really do think the scenario lowers the difficulty in many matchups. Again, what we've been hearing. With the additional loss condition being more of a shift to something different rather than a difficulty boost. Mm. Why is this important to me isn't just to say, hey, it's easier to win, but to additionally point out that with this scenario, matchups that used to feel out of reach can now feel more manageable in a fun way. Oh, yeah. With this in mind, I do think England, for some spirits, it can be really hard. I know England's still hard, but like maybe you can approach them. In a way where, like... Oh, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we said, like we described last time, was the fact that, like, I know many people who, if they're struggling against an adversary, yeah. they will tack on this scenario for the sole purpose of having some help to take them out. Then you can see how to defeat the adversary and then take out the scenario. Mm-hmm. 
I am thinking of things like River versus Sweden or mm. taking on France with Lightning or Bringer. These games were some of my harder Guard the Owls hard games, but they were also some of the most interesting. Mm. You can take specific matchups where you might start to fall behind to catch up and to use Guard the Owls heart to give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, honestly. Ryan, like you said, like other people have said, if you're struggling, put this scenario on with it. Totally. With this adversary. I think the general tips of handling the loss condition of this scenario are pretty straightforward. Just make sure that you have a way to prevent the possibility of a town from being added to the inner lands. I don't think a city is a typical worry unless you're a finder player who was dealt the traitor card (laughs) (laughs) and decided to put the town and city from the promising farmlands blight card in the inner land out of spite. Oh my god. That's funny. (laughs) And of all people to do it, finder. (laughs) I have been getting more into social deduction games and uh, I am always the evil player. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we recently did a game of Nemesis and I didn't trust John, not a single second. Ryan, these engines are <laughs> fixed. Yeah, bullcrap. We're headed... I didn't trust you before the game <laughs> yeah. started. We're definitely headed to Earth. <laughs> anyway, that'd be funny. It's like Finder does that. You were the only one who picked the mean corporate one. Everyone was being nice. Sometimes you just gotta kill player four. And there's just Ben who's just doing his own thing. And here you are, just like Vader, I gotta kill Ben. John, John, let's leave together. John, why is the door closing behind you? John? And you're like, what? I need to leave so I can get my armor. (laughs) Immediately leaving him in a slime room with a queen. (laughs) He wanted to kill the queen. Ben, here's a cool story for you to kill the queen, hopefully. Or not. Die. (laughs) Anyway. Aaron continues. <laughs> Things like explore destruction are good, control or disease to stop builds, or wilds to even stop explorers from going into the inner land. And this is how I generally voted on the spirits in the poll, mm. with some exceptions. If a sp- I wonder who that could be. <laughs> ocean, 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 ocean. If a spirit has in its starting toolkit an easy way to stop a town from being added to an inner land in the fast phase or green doing it during the invader phase itself, then I put it in the easy category. Yeah. And this is actually a pretty large category. Mm. If a spirit's only hope in covering the inner land is to draft a power that helps them do so, then I put them in the hard category. Spirits like memory or serpent ended up here. Mm. Spirits who have only slow measures to handle the inner land, such as Bringer or Shroud, I would say are at a medium level, since Mm. it's not guaranteed that they will be able to have the right powers and play on the turn they needed due to the timing of everything. There were edge cases, such as Stone, who does have a slow power that can deal damage, but the land has to have Blight first, so I put them in the hard category. As for the adversaries, I only tried Brandenburg, Prussia, Sweden, and France, but I can guess as to how the others would go. Not good, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're tough. Brandenburg, Sweden, and France are greatly hindered here due to the starting yeah. town being removed. So I would say this scenario makes the adversary easier. Russia would not be much difference. And we kind of said the same thing. Yeah. 
Russia doesn't really do anything with extra towns. Plus, you already need to get explorers out of certain lands anyway, so the goals of the scenario and the adversary somewhat align. I could see some issues with level 6 condition of adding a town on Ravage that don't have Blight, but at that level, usually you can find a way to take Blight if needed. Mm-hmm. In that case, Rush is helping you with fear. That's true. Rush is like, look at all these strikes that are going against them. Player got an extra presence, got extra powers. Now they're getting fear assistance. That's true. You know. I do agree, yeah. Russia doesn't change a lot. Yeah, I could see him always getting easier. Mm. I'm not sure how Guard the Owl's Heart would modify overall difficulties for England, Scotland, or Hepsburg, but I can imagine that these are at least harder yes. <laughs> for this scenario. <laughs> I'm going to say England is the easiest of these adversaries, while England does have the adjacency builds, all the builds, and town additions, can actually be managed through disease, inland clearing, and etc. Compare this to Habsburg and Scotland, each of which have town additions that cannot be avoided. Those darn ads that they have, or migrating, which is tough. Scotland, the escalation cannot be avoided. Of course, this is less punishing at lower player counts, but at higher player counts, a repeated escalation could easily cause the scenario's loss condition. Scotland level 6 also adds a wrinkle when paired with the escalation. If you don't have a clean inland or isolation, then level 6 rule can easily force a loss. Yeah. Habsburg. As someone already noted, if you don't get Blight into the inner land, then the escalation will be a huge problem. (laughs) This means you need Blight control, a way to move multiple explorers into the inner land or town adjacent to it at level 6 because they do extra damage before the Ravages, or Cascade into the inner land, which might be your best option, actually. Yeah, I honestly think a Cascade. Yeah, a Cascade, because you can pick where the Cascade goes. And it's going there. (laughs) And Land 7. Migratory Herders also messes things up just like scotland six if you don't have a clean inland or isolation then that can easily force a loss then durable towns are always a problem i feel like this isn't mentioned enough with habsburg it's just like yes you know the migrating towns are tough but they're hard to get rid of because they're they're for health so crazy metaphor but a toucan's beak Mm. is ridiculously durable yeah. It's really hard to, like, break. To know this. And the reason why is the structure of the beak is actually quite hollow and light. So why is it so tough? Basically, the sleeve of, like, the cartilage or whatever the substance is that fits over the bone, it's like one of those things where it's like both of them together are really tough. Okay. And that's why it's really, like, hard. Because the bone, you know, it's a bird, so it's a hollow bone, really easy to, like, crush. And, like, whatever the material of their, what is that, creatine or something? Sure. Of, like, fingernail, whatever that stuff mm-hmm. is called. I think Ryan can probably do this much better. <laughs> but the point being, both of them together makes it, like, almost, like, impossible to penetrate. So the problem here with it, it's like, yeah, it's just two towns, or durable on its own might be an issue, but it's two that are both durable combine that's hard uh, how do you get rid of like you know a bundle of sticks are not so easily broken but one stick is yeah so if it was just one town that was durable not so bad if it's just two normal towns but not the worst but two durable durable towns (laughs) that's where it's greater than the sum of oh yeah i completely agree they go on to say and then there is the wave of immigration card at level five where you just add towns which we talked about earlier which is basically a hey did you manage to survive until now do it again, please. No! no! 
I'm guessing the best way to handle this adversary is to just get Blight into the Inner Lands as well as the lands adjacent to the Inner Lands. Keep yeah. those pesky towns away. Like you've been saying, Ryan, it's not just about Land 7 or the Inner Land. It's about yeah. all the adjacent lands. And mm-hmm. as you add players, there's so many more adjacent lands to that land. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Because Habsburg's problems for the inner lands arise at earlier levels compared to Scotland, I voted for Habsburg as the hardest adversary for the scenario. I see your point. Yep. Though I would be interested to hear from someone else who has played the matchup on how much easier it is without the starting towns. Perhaps it is more manageable than I realize, and England and Scotland really is the hardest. We'll get to Caitlin, but... (laughs) (laughs) Give it time. We'll get there. That's actually an interesting question, though, and I think that's honestly entirely fair. I forgot to ask you, John, regardless of the public's thoughts on it as far as who's the toughest, where is your gut leaning towards who actually is, like, the hardest? (sighs) For me, I'm still nervous about Sweden's escalation, even still. Oh, yeah, that's true. That still frightens me. Between Habsburg and England, though... Ironically, I think I'm more afraid of Habsburg, ironically. And, like, I want you to think about... I'm thinking. Like, think about me and how much I hate insta-losses. Oh, yeah. And how much that drives me up the wall. I think that's why I'm more afraid of, of it. Yeah. Because it's like, and they... Yeah, dang it! Like, mm-hmm. just like that, a town got to an adjacent land and they migrated. Dang it! Like, and it's, you couldn't stop it. Yeah. So you got me thinking. For England... A dangerous pastime, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Very few people will understand why that one is apropos. (laughs) We are currently producing a show of Beauty and the Beast. There you go. There it is, is, everyone. (laughs) Okay, so with England, I think it's so tricky because say your innermost land is a mountain and mountain comes up. Say you were able to stop the build, what have you. Good. You stop the first build. Because it sticks around, it ravages, there's nothing there, but then it builds again. And if it is adjacent to two other things that we're building, Mm -hmm. or if the game has gone away from you, or an event... This happened to me once. Say you had a town that was next to the innermost land. Just one town. Uh So it's not going to build because it's not adjacent to two buildings. It's only adjacent to one. Then an event comes up. Invaders surge inland. You have to move a town to an inland land. Obviously, I'm not going to move it to the innermost land. Right. But it will still be touching my innermost land. So now there are two towns. From that event, two towns are now touching my innermost land, I lose. So I I think that's tough with England because that build card sticks around and it comes up twice. But then Habsburg, the durable towns, like you said, dude. They're harder to get rid of. They're harder to get rid of. And not many people can break down things. Shadows, lure. I mean, hey, shadows being good. And, you know, the shortcut to Habsburg is, okay, when in doubt, add blight or let it happen because then they get notably easier when you do. But sometimes easier said than done. But not everyone is, like really conducive to doing that yeah i don't know it's, it, it is weird isn't it i think it might be Habsburg, and then <sighs> sweden is tough because also their escalation and then scotland depends on player count yeah <laughs> yep but yeah that's a tough one <laughs> those mad lads who are online doing those 24 spirit games <laughs> it's 24 spirit scotland 20 <laughs> help me please help Anyway, really good comment, Aaron. Yes, Way to break yes. that down. I love it. I'm happy. Yes, I actually really appreciated the breakdown of like specific adversaries. Specific adversaries yeah. breaking down why he voted for which spirits. Yep. And yep. it is cool. Again, people are having fun with these scenarios, and I love mm. to see that. People are, yep. you know, Aaron's talking about if you're struggling with an adversary, tack on guard the all yep. It'll be a fun time. Yep. I always love to see your inputs, Aaron. Thanks for stopping by. 
Shown Up comes in to say, first time posting, and I love the content. Hey, hey welcome, Shown Up. Say, I don't think I recognize Shown Up. Like the name, anyway. No. Welcome, welcome. I think that there are many great spirits that can handle the scenario, but for me... I like my trickster. (laughs) I personally like to run two level six adversaries when playing Guard the Isles hard. Whoa, slow down. In solo, as it reduces the difficulty significantly. I do like playing Guard the Isles hard with three plus players as well, and feel that this scenario promotes a little more collaboration on avoiding loss conditions rather than normal play. Especially when playing Ocean or Stone. I feel like those two spirits need more help from other spirits or power cards to help keep invaders building towns. Good point. Yet, even with great teamwork or execution, sometimes RNG will just get the best of you. As for which adversary combined with Guard the Isle's Heart poses the toughest challenge... Uh, well, in my opinion, it's Habsburg 1+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Migratory Herders is gross. So gross. Blech. Yeah, first a hundred percent. Love the comment. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. And yes, and welcome. I love seeing new people get involved. I definitely do agree that it promotes more collaboration. I think that's one of the reasons why this one was so much more fun. And I a hundred percent am on board with that's particularly why this could feel more fulfilling with Ocean or Stone. Yeah, I mean who hundred percent. How many times in our game do we say this was a fun game? Oh, this yeah. is the funnest game we've had yeah. in a while. Wow, this and I had so much where fun. Where did those fun emotions come from? The etymology of why we had so much fun that day was yeah. because we had to collaborate so much. We had to work together. Stakes were high. I can't get there. I'm ocean, bro. Mm. You know, like... Because in some games of Spirit Island, if I take a blight, yes, it affects you, but it's like, it's yeah. one blight. Unless it's yeah. the last blight, it's not sure. losing us the game. So maybe you're less worried about me taking a blight in my sands. Sure. But if I get one town in my innermost sands, that yeah. does affect you. Yeah. So we all have to work. So, yeah, it does feel like the stakes are higher, and you do have to work together as a team and yeah. worry about everyone's inner land mm-hmm. to make sure no towns. I, I, <laughs> I just see this point so well, and yeah. I keep reliving our game. It was so fun. I mentioned to Lauren, she's like, huh? I don't remember that game. <laughs> but then I kind of reminded her. She's like, oh, yeah, it was Vengeance, and she's eventually yeah. got it. But it was yep. a really fun game, I love Ryan. how her name of Vengeance always changes. The Fire Lizard. The Disease Thing. <laughs> The goblin creep. Like, <laughs> she always have. It's never the actual right name. It's never. <laughs> it's never vengeance of a burning plague. What's that boiling thing? Yeah. <laughs> What's that disease-ridden thing? It's like Spirit Island's version of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. So they're always mispronouncing his name. Cumberbum. Right. Right. Beneficial cucumber. <laughs> Cumberbottom. <laughs> That's Laura with vengeance. It's a salamander, right? The benefacting coconut. Like it's always wrong, and it's never the same thing twice. And that's Laura. That's Laura with vengeance. Thank you so much for coming in. Congrats on getting your first time post, and I'm so grateful that you like the content. Rainbow Snob comes in to say, "I don't have a lot to contribute here." Next. Swipe left. Kidding. Sorry, Rainbow. Okay. They say, just that Guard the Owl's Heart makes most matchups much easier. Yeah. Also, my friend loves playing this scenario as Starlight because those starting majors and oh, minors yeah. and the presence really jumpstarts your Starlight game plan. John, I would love to see you play Starlight with this scenario Ooh, just because I would I, love to see how wide the smile on your face goes. I have never <laughs> played this because I don't play scenarios well, like, with Starlight. I mean, think about this. You've heard us say, you know, when it comes to minors... There is no such thing as a bad miner. It either works for your situation 
or it helps you in a way that you didn't think of, or it's terrible and you have a good burn card for a major. There's never a bad minor draw. And, like, it can't miss with Starlight. That's true. No card can miss. Because you have have how many mates for everything. For every element, you have something to trigger. So there's no such thing as a bad card even further. (laughs) And you get a major that you can build your Starlight around. Game setup. Oh, this is my major now. There are, in a general sense, there are such things as a bad major. There is no such thing as a bad minor in this game. And for Starlight, there's (laughs) never a bad either. No, because Starlight can make anything work. You're right, Ryan. I do want to try this build with Starlight with Guard. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Hey, it's Ray. Hey, Ray. Right on. They come in to say, I'm only answering one and three. Okay. And that's the questions that we oh, asked, okay. by the way. The questions number one and three. Which were, which spirit handles this scenario the easiest, and which adversary is the worst? Spirits that have the easiest time are the spirits with hardcore isolation and slash non-exist mechanics. They thrive versus all the edge cases of this, since they are much better than preventing builds. So that means Finder, Downpour, and Fracture. Mm. Funny we didn't see Fracture. I know, not Absolute Stasis is really yeah. good. Doesn't yeah. that land doesn't exist? Good thought. Yeah. yeah. As far as what adversary is the worst, the level of adversary matters so drastically into this that I'm shocked it wasn't considered as part of the feedback. Anyway, <laughs> in my case, since I mainly play at level six, Scotland is the hardest. Scotland is already extremely difficult to play around because it's an ad. Mm. Ad. If you're new to this place, you can't, dear listener, stop the word ad. You can stop build. You can stop explore. You can't stop the word ad. It can only be avoided with isolate. In addition to that, four plus player games can instantly lose to escalation without massive amounts of support and help on the escalating board to make sure that there are enough lands where a town doesn't have to get added to the heart. Having four clear lands plus the heart clear makes this super difficult more than anything just preventable with Isolate alone. I understand why Ray finds Scotland so hard. I know Ray does a lot of bigger games on Discord because uh-huh. Ray likes playing on uh, Discord with people and super cool. And usually on Discord, you can get, you know, because you're playing online together. Mm-hmm. It's easier to get four, five, six players yep. in a game because in person, it's like it's hard to teach six people mm-hmm. the game. So thinking of that, it's like, oh, it makes total sense that Scotland would seem so difficult mm-hmm. because of those higher player counts that yep. Ray's used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he played right into my hand. We made sure that we didn't put those there because we wanted to make sure the survey appeared approachable to all peeps, and I figured the higher-end players would list it anyway. <laughs> Thanks for proving me right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> this is where I blow out the smoking gun. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, just... I didn't want to, like, overwhelm yeah. people. Like, what? I can't contribute to that. I don't play this game enough. Yeah, we just wanted to see at any level. Keep it approachable. Yep. Craig comes in to say, oh, man, it's really interesting to see people saying Ocean is rubbish for this. I got my first level six win against England with Ocean and the scenario. <laughs> Hear that, Aaron? <laughs> and Laura. And Laura. And Wait, she's not in this episode. She'll never listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to tell her. Yeah, I'll just have to like, <laughs> hey, hey, honey. She'll never hear it. Yeah, she still will never hear it. <laughs> I'm safe here. <laughs> That's true. You're safe in all the episodes she's not yeah, here. She does. Because she'll never 
The podcast doesn't exist unless she's here. You could literally tell her, hey, babe, in a month, we're going on a cruise to the Bahamas. Get ready. Yeah. Or something crazy, something big or life altering. I spent $5,000 of savings on right, a TV on shoes, for me right, or right. on shoes. Yeah. She would never know. And then she'd be completely oblivious. <laughs> That's funny, mm. dude. At some point, we should test her. We should. Like, come up with an idea, something yeah. to say, and, and then see just, if like, she it. gets it. That yeah. would be so funny. And you listeners at home can't cheat and tell her. I know. Yes, don't text her. I know people we talk gotta to think Laura. Of this. Yeah. That would be hilarious. I know we have our Laura people that reach that out to her. That would be hilarious. Anyway, (laughs) Craig goes on to say... Back to Craig. Sorry, sorry. I also then went on to the next two games to get level six wins with Brenberg, Prussia, and Sweden. Though I had had one win with Sweden before and one win with Brenberg, Prussia with Dahan Insurrection before. I do seem to think that this was helped... Oh, by having the board with the long wetland. Hey! D-board! (laughs) D-board! That does help Ocean a lot. Yeah. It does. But at least in the right circumstances, Ocean can really utilize this scenario. Ryan, how often do you talk about that long wetland that can touch <laughs> so many lands? How can you not talk about it? <laughs> and it is touching land seven, which if you're playing solo, would be the, the innermost northern land. wetland of D-board is why D-board is famous. Yeah. <laughs> I do like this, though. I do like seeing... A defender for Ocean. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> And then Aaron's the next comment. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, this actually sparked a little bit of a fun conversation. And so, just like we usually say, there are a lot of fun conversations that are sparked within our surveys, and we don't have necessarily the time to go over all of them. So go ahead and check out these fun conversations that happen in them, dear listener, because, well, they're fun. And there's a lot of information that you can garner from them and whatnot, and so... And contribute in them, because people, you can, like, restart some conversations, people come back and join you. Yeah. James, hey! Hey, James. back and says, There are really two things to consider when picking spirits. Those who cope well with the extra loss condition and those who benefit from the extra growth. Anyone who can isolate is strong against that loss condition. Starting off with the board so empty makes it a bit easier than usual to avoid early inland explorations, which helps you get ahead of the invaders. So, Finder and Downpour have a great time. Green has just an incredibly easy time preventing builds in the central land, Doubly so, if that land is jungle or wetland. Yep. Any spirits with good explorer control would also be good at this scenario. Fangs is excellent at prevention, whether it's hunting down explorers or preventing builds with prey on the builders. Flooding the inland with beasts also reduces the risk of explorers getting through from helpful beast events, Mm -hmm. which tend to be good at preventing builds by eliminating explorers. Pause. I'm not getting grumpy. Maybe I'm getting a little grumpy. (laughs) So I'm getting a little grumpy. The original spirit who is good with explorers is Shadows. And yet, no mention of Shadows. They're innate. They can gather explorers. They can destroy explorers. The knight is still young, John. Oh, where's my Shadows love? Calm down, sir. Okay, all right, I'm just saying, Shadows is good at this. In terms of benefiting from extra cards and presents, I'd say Finder comes up again. There yep. you go. Yeah, John. all right. There's all right. Your okay. bone. I do like Finder. Yeah, <laughs> Finder's fun. I often find turn one as Finder a little constrained as I feel the need to grow towards the second card play and focus on the extra card play from growth at the expense of gaining cards or energy. Mm. This is probably a bad habit as a player, but the extra growth and cards here mitigates it. Fangs also benefits from extra presence, turning its already strong early game into a dynamo. 
And don't forget that that's one extra presence to sacrifice for its special rule. <laughs> <laughs> yes, took more, the words right out of my mouth. More presents for beasts. Oh, John, you like this. And Ooh. Starlight seems to fit incredibly well with this. Yeah. Huge benefit from the extra presence and cards. A Starlight that can affect the board in turn one? <laughs> <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> as well as the air and moon innates to prevent explorers getting through. There are other spirits that would benefit from the extra presence of power cards. Thinking of lightning and serpent mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. But, with the possible exception of wind, lightning's explorer pushing an eight, don't have ways to easily prevent the inland builds. A good teammate can't prevent this, or you can just trust the power deck. The spirits that would really struggle are, I think, the counterattackers. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Stone and Vengeance are best at letting problem areas develop, then flattening them, which this scenario doesn't allow for. Also, Volcano wouldn't be great as a spirit whose attention is best pointed at big problems, not preventing tiny builds. Uh, Agree uh, with Big Boom Volcano. Yes. Control Detonation Volcano a little bit better, but I still see it. I think the Bigger Boom Volcano is more famous or more talked about. yeah. So that's what people think. It's fun. It's more fun to have that big stack. Yep. Also, uh, Vengeance has disease. I know they're known for letting the disease go through to get the fear, but they still have ways of stopping builds. But I know Vengeance is more famous for letting things build up. Didn't Laura play two Guard the Isles Heart games? One is Vengeance, one is Volcano. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But to be fair, at like lower or medium difficulty sure. just to be fair in terms of adversaries england's adjacency builds frankly sound like a nightmare here though on reflection at least the escalation isn't a problem honorable mention to Habsburg's moving towns and scotland's level six i only play with two players so the scotland escalation isn't necessarily at game losing levels mm-hmm. here but it would still be a royal pain in the butt france gets a <laughs> Hey there, Editing Ryan here. I'm coming in here real quick to give a heads up to all the parents of young kids out there. We're about to mention something more of an adult nature. Compared to other examples of restricted content, this is incredibly mild. But we want to be more cognizant of any parent's desire to safeguard what their children hear. We want to give you the choice of what's heard on the show. What you do with this information is up to you. If you'd rather avoid it entirely, you can skip to the 1 hour and 33 minute mark. Alright, back to the show. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we just had a fun little <laughs> I had to Google that really quick. Really quick, France gets the booby prize here. Removing all towns at the start turns their escalation from a terrifying day one problem to a theoretical issue that probably won't ever materialize. On one hand, yes, France can be ridiculously scary here, but removing towns guts that significantly. And then you just got to keep the lid on yeah. them. You make sure those double explorers don't turn into double towns. Back to the fun word. <laughs> so, John and I look at the word booby prize and we're like, what the heck? I'd never heard of this before. So literally... <laughs> You know, us ignorant Americans. Uh, okay, let's talk about it. We're all thinking about it. Okay, so we're like, what the heck is this? This has to be a European thing. Yeah, because right? I We're never... all thinking, like, what the heck? I've never seen those two words put together. Mm-mm. So I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, like, participation trophy, you know, and that's what they mean it for. And I'm like, all right, so I'm going to Google it. Uh, that could be dangerous. Um <laughs> How about I word it with what is a... There, there you, you go. go. Because if I just start with... Yeah, sure. Those words. <laughs> yeah. Different type of search there, buddy. 
Should I leave the room or? I, you know, I'll have editing Ryan be like, yo, adults with kids, we're going to talk about something really quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, give them a heads up. <laughs> so I typed in what is, and of course my Google is like, oh, what is it this? What is it that? What is it this? What is it that? What is it this? And the moment I got to what is a booby and just all the predictive text, <laughs> nope, gone. <laughs> Completely gone. Google started judging you. <laughs> so I type in what is a booby prize, I get a single answer. Okay. Just a prize given as a joke to the last place finisher in a race or competition. That's it's, it. It's a joke. So it's Google a- is like hiding, <laughs> just staunching this... T- it's the internet, baby. <laughs> this tirade, this was probably a tsunami of filth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that it is like it's, preventing. It's the last place. So just, <laughs> we try to keep this as a family-friendly show. And so like, well, yeah, I think I will have editing right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for but that, it James. It was funny. It was funny. And I felt as if some of you probably might. Also, <laughs> find it pretty humorous. The humorous, or might be confused like it, we right? were. Yeah, I learned something new. So there you go. There you go. To get back to their comment, to add, I've played the scenario twice. Oh. once a very long time ago. I think with Sweden level one hmm. and Keeper. My girlfriend played someone else, but I can't remember who. Keeper did some preemptive Dahan killing in the inner land to stop them from turning into towns. Oh, okay. As the escalation was the only real challenge we had to deal with. Which, I, that's one way to deal with your problems. Just get rid of Dahan. <laughs> Just bob them on the head before they do. More recently, we played through all the adversaries and played as Serpent and Many Minds against France level 4. We were going to do level three and then realize it added absolutely nothing over level two as there are no extra towns. Mm. Incredibly easy game. Thanks to France being generally useless without the extra towns and Serpent benefited greatly from the extra presence placement, many minds can skip builds, of course. So that meant we were never at serious risk of losing to the inner land loss condition, even with Serpent having nothing in their starting toolkit to deal with it. All right, James, new challenge. You and your girlfriend take on Habsburg. Nice. And see how that goes. <laughs> I still think that Serpent Rouses in Anger is not bad. Because yeah. you can move town well, to level two. You know, James I is saying... I will still fight for Serpent. Okay? James was saying that <laughs> Serpent liked the actual presence sure. placement. Yep. So yeah, oh, Serpent yeah. benefited. Yep. Oh, what a name. Mark, Mark Dragonstorm. This is cool. That is a cool name. <laughs> Mark comes in to say, if I get my two dudes together, we mostly play a six <laughs> spirit game with Hearts of the Islands. <laughs> If I get my two dudes together, <laughs> I don't know, this is funny to me. This is funny. It's just two bros. Yeah. We mostly play a six-spirit game of Guard the Elves Heart. I created a rough sketch of an additional board that fits into the middle oh. of the Candelabra-style board. Candelabra? <laughs> oh, I have the Beast on the Mind. <laughs> no, no, it, that's funny. I love it. Uh, Caldera. Uh, Caldera. The Caldera. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it, keep it in. <laughs> Beauty and lummies. Uh, <laughs> Containing six adjacent lands. So that's cool. He created his own board to fit in the middle. I dig, I dig. Our heart of the islands. We don't remove starting towns. Whoa. What? Wow. Ready, set, action. Blast of a game. Wow. We didn't try any level sixes so far, but most level fours and some level fives. Okay. It's very cool. I'm going to try it. That sounds fun. I'm going to try very it. Very hard. Yeah. Not removing towns. Oof. Good luck. Yikes. 
Well, France is scary again. (laughs) France is back on the menu, boys. (laughs) To the listener from the future or who doesn't understand who we are at the current moment, the reason why some of our woes have afflicted us is because we have very little time because we are currently producing a show of Beauty and the Beast. We are in theater. That is one of our hobbies. And so that is why it is on the mind. So if you're confused as to why that is humorous or why this is prevalent in today's conversation, that is why. Blue Pearl comes back in to say, Hey, hey Blue Sick Pearl, welcome back. I have to say that I really enjoy this scenario. It lowers the difficulty, yes, but adds a new loss condition. Mm. In my playthrough, I did a three-spirit solo with Bringer, Lure, and Ocean. Whoa. Wow. And it was a breeze. Nice. I was going to say, those are kind of like risky peeps. Yeah. Ocean and Bringer, yet Lure's still good. And Lure's the combo of Bringer and Ocean is probably going to be really if good. If Lure just camped out literally in the inner lands, that could be really good. Yeah. Bringer slinging. Oh, yeah. Fear. Pushing things to Ocean. And elements. And Ocean elements. giving energy. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's go see what they say. Sorry. <laughs> oh, let's read what they actually said. Tangents of happy. We are prone to them. Bringer kept scaring the explorers into Lure and Ocean's kill sites. Yep. Yes. Yep. And got dire metamorphosis. Oh, so many tokens. Yes. So many tokens. Yes, which powered up Lure early on. With Ted talking about Ted talking about <laughs> different powers being spirits katanas, I chuckled during my game as Bringer because they kept getting majors which were suited for Ocean, like cast down into the briny deep. And Lore got accelerating rot. <laughs> this is actually pretty infuriating. And I do this in our games. So yeah. Like, no, it's my turn to yep. draw because I need to get my cards. And Lore's yeah. like, well, I want to draw a card. I'm like, no, I need yep. my cards. <laughs> To whom it may concern, the reason why Dire Metamorphosis is so good on lore is for the price of a single Blight and a damage to Dahan, you get to deal one damage in target land and add every single token in the game. Every token. And lore gets to do a lot of fun things with all the tokens. Later in my game, Bringer got Utter a Curse of Dread and Bone. nice. Hey, Laura got that in ours. Yeah. Which turned into the... Sp- <laughs> which turned the spirit into Oprah. Just spraying tokens all over the board for uh, Lure to utilize. You get a token. You get a token. You get It is normally a major that I ignore, but it worked great yep. for Bringer's Innates and Lure's offense. I look forward to playing Guard the Isle's Heart more with friends. I appreciate the podcast and the scenario series. It has incentivized me to try out new challenges for this game. Keep up the great work oh, oh blue thank bro. You so i love much. it that was hilarious great what a great and hilarious like way that you were like seriously awesomely able to take those infuriating card draws into like <laughs> just something hilarious so and this game sounds so fun token games are my favorite games I, when there are yeah. tons of tokens they're on the board so much fun and it's because they're specifically good yeah because it's generally good to have all these preventative things out oh there. yeah it's true but you see like when earth just goes and just yeah perfect stillness skip it's like okay that was like a general thing that skip everything good. it's awesome that's it's good great. i love yeah. it but when you have a specific disease and a specific land that you can't afford to build and oh oh yes i got yours you needed to get that specific thing into the specific or place. the wilds that right. stop that explorer yes it is against trans not to explore to explore yes it feels more fulfilling yeah so, uh, 100%. Or Beast Event comes up. <gasps> yeah. Beast Event oh. each does two damage. Oh! Bentley! <laughs> Bentley! Long live Bentley! They create stories, you know? <laughs> yes, it's true. So, 100%, I'm with you on yep. that one. Thank you so much, always, for your contributions to these surveys. And we love seeing your name here. 
Love having you. It's true. It's true. Yogi comes in to say, hey, Yogi. Hey. What's up, guys? Hey, what up? Glad I could get in on the action before the cutoff. You made it. You made it. I love seeing people who make it like, quick, now. What? (laughs) (laughs) Because people, you know, come to the podcast later or whenever they start listening. And then they're like, well, I want to start contributing or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, they work through the catalog. Yeah. I'm finally caught up. How exciting is it when there's a backlog and you do a binge and you see during the binge that there are ways that you can contribute, but you're not there yet because it's not live. It already happens. Yeah. But now, y'all, you got in. Yes. Yes. And to all of the newer listeners who are listening to this survey and didn't quite make it because you are currently listening to me from the past. We're, wait, no. You are, future? You are in the future, but my past self is talking to you right now. We are landlocked in September of 2022. It could very well be that you are not listening to us from that timeline. So come and join us to where we currently are. Hopefully... A lot of good things have happened. <laughs> and we will always be doing surveys, surveys. and yep. asking for feedback. We yep. love this. Yep. Surveys exist in our past, our present, and our future. Can't wait to see you. But back to Yagi. Yagi. <clears throat> I will preface my comments by saying I am not the best Spirit Island player. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah. You're good. <laughs> You're not listening to the best players either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I usually do two-handed, okay. difficulty six through eight. That sounds pretty good to me. That's not bad, dude. I'm a coward. <laughs> no, stop it. Nonsense. I don't typically play scenarios, but this one seemed interesting to feel a little more powerful from the start. Yeah. Yep. But like a previous comments, I decided to binge this one pretty hard over the last seven to ten days playing through almost every spirit nice so this is like the third or fourth person that said that people didn't I say this for Dahan insurrection or I for bliss this. i uh, i am so happy about this yeah i'm so excited that people are getting more bang for their buck out of something that they've like potentially ignored yagi played this ah, play this awesome. for a week straight and played through all the spirits like it. how cool I is love that? it doesn't that make you happy? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I hate scenarios. <laughs> Do that with the adversaries. I may be able to convince the community, but not John. <laughs> Never me. No, honestly, our guard game was How really, really fun. How bad has Powers Long Forgotten stung you? I never... Blank. Blank. Your face. Blank. Your face. Blank. His guys, just... guys, I got three Dahan in here. We can flip it. We can do it. Blank. <laughs> Y'all, his face just went from happy to like, ugh. No, I hate that one. I have the worst luck. Oh, man. You know, like, the famous theater symbol where it's, like, two face masks? And yes. one is, like, the happy, one One's is, crying. like, the, that was you. Like, yay! Oh. Don't say that word around me. I never flip over the good ones. Oh, I'm having fun with this. With this, <laughs> this is fun. This I'm is having fun. a good time. Uh, Yagi says, I started playing against England 3, but... Whew, that stupid build can sneak Ooh. up on you in a very bad way. Oh, I, yeah, yep, yep, yes, you, yes. you heard me. Yep. It just keeps yep. coming up. I switched over to France thinking that the loss condition for them, which I think is the worst in the game, wouldn't be as burdensome. So for the remainder of my games, I play against France 6. The biggest swing I saw came from the first couple invader draws, especially against yeah. France. There are some spirits that there are absolutely nothing you can do to get rid of the towns before the end of turn one, except for praying for a lucky card draw. Two towns for France 6. Yeah, France can be tough. I know people are saying they get neutered because, you know, they remove so many towns. Right. But how many times have you heard the words swingy and France in the same sentence? Oh, yeah. 
Almost for all the scenarios, have been people have said that, yep. and just for gameplay in general, France yep. can just be like, "Oh, I lost this turn." If you are a newer player, or perhaps you've recently picked up the game, there are a plethora of things to remember about a plethora of spirits and adversaries. Or you don't have branch and claw. Just remember, France East board. Remember those two words, France East. It sucks. Don't do it. Don't try it. Or just France thematics. Or just beware. Buyer beware. Just always remember, France swingy, France East. Mm -hmm. Don't try it. Or do. I have the high ground. (laughs) Uh, don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> oh, I lost my spell. My <laughs> and that first turn card draw can really mess up long-term planning. See lightning. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I can see that. Some highlights from other spirits. No surprise that build prevention and explore movements reign supreme. Yep. Yeah. As well as fast phase damage. River. Fangs. Downpour. Yep. Thunderspeaker. Yep. Green. Yep. All achieved a score of 78 through 81. Wow. Oh, 80s. Nice. That's high. One, oh. one to point out that <laughs> I had a lot of fun with Base Earth. Yes. What? I thought they were in our bottom five. <laughs> they were. Base Earth really benefits from that extra presence at the start. Although Bringer has some control, I really struggled to keep up with France's out-of-control explorers. You certainly can. Yeah, be. it's tricky with Bringer. That's why I liked being in a team. It yeah. wasn't just me playing Bringer. Sure. It was, like, so helpful to have you and Laura right. doing and, damage. You know, France 6, like, what's one of the biggest things that Bringer relies on? Fear cards. Yeah. What does France do with fear cards? Hey, explorers, explorers can no longer be, be removed yeah, yeah. by them. Dang it. Yeah, that does stink. <laughs> That's a good point, Ryan. Surprisingly, I also had a hard time with Keeper and not getting the right cards to start and, again, not keeping up with the France Explorers. Ooh, these France were tricky. I'm not good with Finder, but still got a win. Nice job. Nice. When paired with a Major Built Starlight. (laughs) Honestly. Isn't that, like, one of your favorite things, John? Finder and Major Starlight? (laughs) When, you know, we made the comment of Ray saying, you know, the combo of green plus anyone, Finder plus also anyone is a fun time. Like, Finder is really good with pairing with people. Overall, I think the scenario is a great way for people that do not usually do scenarios to get some exposure without having too many changes to the core of the game. Mm. Looking at you, whatever the heck the rituals scenarios are, that is sort of like, have this many presents, have this much energy. Boy, that Dahan. would really change yeah, that re- But that's a conversation for another day. Season three. <laughs> Keep up the great work, guys, Aww. and really appreciate everything you bring to the community. Oh, thank you. Yagi, that was a great comment. Thank you. It was so cool just to read about their journey, these seven days yes. that they played through all the spirits against France and England. And it was cool to read. That was awesome. Thank you. Also, Finder Plus Starlight's great. <laughs> I agree. Hey, it's Mads. Hey, Mads. I have tried this scenario against some different adversaries and written a little about the specific interactions. But first, I'll share my general impressions. I like the boost you get from adding a presence and gaining two power cards at the start of the game. Not only because you get stuff, but more importantly, it shakes up some of the classic opening moves. Mm. The removal of all towns leaves the most inland part of the island, since lands 6, 7, and 8-ish, open, and with some effort, most spirits can prevent explorers here by restraining buildings to stay on the coast. Yeah. Overall, I think that for skilled players, the difficulty might be minus one since the easier early game allows for more growth and although the extra loss condition does require some extra thought and effort at times, I have not yet lost due to towns in the inner lands. That is, if you don't count England's <laughs> stupid builds and poor events. I was waiting for him, like, well, 
<laughs> there's still a way to lose. <laughs> oh, and by the way, putting down roots is the worst event for the scenario as it punishes you with a loss that you shouldn't play around. The event reads, on each board in an inland land, replace an explorer with a town. Ooh. Oh, hey, it's that Swedish thing. Yeah. So if your inner land is the only inland land with explorers, bad luck. You just lost a game. Yep. There are other events that result in a similar instant loss that can't be predicted. Check our part one episode hey, or run, yeah. run them off. <laughs> For this reason, I might be on team Beast Command. What? Yes. What? A Beast if Command only reference? when playing this scenario, guard the idol's heart, as I generally like events and often find them as helpful as they can be harmful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cold reads, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it might be worth noting that I have trimmed my event deck. Laura's done it to ours, too. <laughs> I probably should with mine. I'd probably like them more if I did. But you see, I don't play with it, so I don't even bother. <laughs> you have every event. All of them. Playing with the thematic side of the board, there are even more lands which will not be explored into if the invaders are restricted to the coast. Yep. But the setup with a lot of explorers on the board makes the removal of towns a little less important as some of the inland lands have already been explored. That's a good point. On thematic, a lot of them start with explorers, which yeah. is rare. Right. Obviously, the balance side does not do that unless hmm. for a set of explorers. Against England, you become far more reliant on disease tokens as a reliant way to keep buildings out of your inner land. Pause. Unless you get those stupid events that say, ignore disease this turn. <laughs> <laughs> Minor powers like Flesh Rot Fever and Tormenting Rot Flies, or any disease-adding minor that can target your inner land, will definitely be worth picking up, mm -hmm. as they probably will prevent a game-losing build. Also, the major power Blood Wreck Plague is great for a clutch save, and a future build prevention. Yep. As a reminder, Blood Rack Plague is a four-costing fast major that gives you water, earth, animal. It requires you to have a sacred site and has a range of one, but it can go in any land. Says, add two disease for each disease in target land, which will be two. Defend one in target and all adjacent lands. Wow. This is a splash defense, which is great. And so, it adds two disease, right? not just one. So even if you hadn't played any disease or there wasn't any coincidental disease there, you're immediately getting defend two in a bunch of lands. Kind of reminds me of Elemental Aegis in that way. Yeah, and it can but, stack like Elemental Aegis. Yes, if you have two earth and four animal. And remember, this card gives you Earth Animal. Mm. You get two fear. Then, for each disease in target land, do one damage in target Whoa. or in adjacent land. So, I like the choice. Splash defense, splash damage. That's awesome. I guess technically not splash damage because it says damage in target land or adjacent land. But you get to pick. But you get to pick. And that's cool. Which is great. So you can see how that major would go great with Flesh Rot Fever or Tementing Rot Flash. Yeah, just so many disease. Hmm. As for England's stupid build, the game starts off a lot easier than a normal game. The removal of all towns means that not all lands are adjacent to two buildings. So removing an explorer from an inland land might actually be meaningful. <gasps> Shadow tears in the background. Finally, someone <laughs> talked about shadows. Shadows can go. play three cards turn one. They can trigger the second tier of their name and destroy two oh, explorers. Man. Why is no right, one talking about right, this? All right, okay, okay. <laughs> if I don't cut you off here, you'll go on for Anyway, shadows hour. analysis. You start the game with Doing growth three only. Later <laughs> in the game, you need to be very careful, though, as the high immigration tile might cause an inner land to be adjacent to more towns than you would expect it to be. Mm -hmm. 
It recently cost me a game where Serpent would have activated its right innate. Serpent rouses in anger at the highest level for a game win. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Snakewig. For a win, too. But instead, a town got the stupid <laughs> bill in my inner land because I didn't plan properly for the adjacent town builds by the immigration tile. That hurts my heart. Oh, oh stupid England. I am so sorry. That stinks. And that would have won the game. Oh. It's like the oh coolest innate in the game when it's yeah. triggered. You get to, uh, like, destroy so much. You get to uh, destroy so many things. Wow. That stings. I am so sorry. We honestly, like, feel their pain right now. Yeah. Against France, the overall game plan is the same as playing without the scenario. The escalation effect is the only place the scenario really interacts. France's escalation reads, After exploring, on each board, pick a land of the shown terrain. If it has a building, add a blight. Hmm. Otherwise, add a town. So, if your inner land is a jungle, well, then you know that the other jungle on your board is the one that will be hit by the escalation effect. Yep. Hence, it is a particularly good idea to keep the other jungle clear of buildings. A smaller interaction between France and the scenario is that France's additional loss condition is a lot easier to get around, since there are no towns on the board at the start of the game. So, reaching seven towns per player will take longer. Mm-hmm. Against Habsburg... Oh my! The gather a town after the build is devastating. Those migrating herders. Those migratory (laughs) herders. The only workarounds that I have found is isolating the inner land or simply keeping all the adjacent lands clear. But the isolate strategy really works best if you play downpour or finder, as they are the only spirits with an isolate naturally in their kit. And the kill or move anything adjacent strategy, well, I mean, it works fine if you're playing at level 3 or lower, but with the extra town health, it becomes nearly impossible unless you are playing a counterpick like Vengeance or Wildfire. Ooh, Wildfire shoutouts. Hey, yeah, or to someone that just has access to, like, maybe good majors. I'm yeah. thinking of Keeper here, Serpents, if That's you can get point. that yeah. far. Major, Starlight could be good here. Because majors can shifting do... memory. Oh, yeah, can sling majors. Right. So, all in all, if you choose to play Guard the Isle's Heart against Habsburg, pick Downpour and Vengeance if you want to have a good time. Or Finder and Wildfire. Whatever floats your boat. By the way, a battle report from you guys with this setup. Ooh, John playing as Wildfire Pass. and mine as Finder <laughs> would be really awesome. Or switch up spirits if you're not up for a challenge. That Uh-oh. would be fun. Uh-oh. We We've been challenged. We did something like this. We kind of did, because in Habsburg, a while ago, we did a Habsburg game where I was Finder and you were That's missed. That's true. When you were playing through the spirit. Right. in yeah. Dragon Earth. Right. And I haven't played... <laughs> yeah, I... You know, it's true. I haven't seen you play Wildfire in a minute. I haven't played Wildfire in a minute. Because I always hog wild. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fun. It would be fun. That will be fun. Just to like, yeah, like flip the coin and like, how would I pilot the spirit? Yeah. Great comment. I love it. And I really like the disease focus thing against England. That's really going to help. But yeah, I mean, those events can somewhat screw you over. And if you're me, they will. They always do. <laughs> TFs! TFs! <laughs> so, for the last few scenario surveys, I've been like, yeah, they are a bit imbalanced, but also quite fun. Mm-hmm. But this one takes that statement to the extreme. <laughs> it can also be a ton of fun, but if you're totally into studying the different difficulties and recording the data for each spirit like me, this is going to take the data and throw it off a cliff. Man, <laughs> eh, throw it off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this scenario is basically the Spirit Island equivalent of the Game Genie from for the NES. Yes, I'm that old. Yes, yes. I've never played the Game Genie. Yes, yes, I love it. But I'm sure it's a good reference. <laughs> Do you know what that is? No. 
Would you potentially I recognize what a Game Shark is? Yes. John? Yes, yes. Game yes. Shark for the NES. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Tips. Firstly, let me just get my bearings. <clears throat> Firstly, starting off with an additional presence is wild. It can result in more wild. Hey! <laughs> Debates about the power of growth through sacrifice <laughs> has le- left the Spirit Island community in utter disarray because of its cheap means to help spirits get ahead faster. And here comes this scenario kicking in the door, <laughs> giving the spirits a free presence placement just for showing up to the fight. No card play, no presence sacrifice, no opportunity cost. Just here you are with all the power of growth through sacrifice with none of the effort wow that's a good point yep <laughs> love that card ryan love growth through sacrifice loves, yeah anytime i see it if i take John it could wed a <laughs> power by <card>. whatever <laughs> size card this is he would i still remember when we were doing our draft everyone's like oh, i'm gonna do my favorite spears my background I'm like me too <laughs> background was growth because growth through sacrifice makes <laughs> any spirit my favorite spirit <laughs> Anyway, thanks, Tips. That's a good reference. So, Tips says, All righty then. (laughs) What sort of a heavy challenge are you throwing my way for this massive gift? I'm ready. Wait, what's this? One random minor and a major as well? (laughs) Balance Mm. has now officially (laughs) left the building, and you can now find yourself at the casino tables. Are you going to double your money, or will the ball land on Mob Beaks and Vengeance of the Dead? Vengeance of the Dead clown face. (laughs) Mob Beaks can be... No, I can't defend Mob Beaks. That's... Bloody. Oh man, John, would you like to give the context for why that is so hilarious? So, Mobbies is a terrible. Ryan, Ryan's like, there's no bad miners. Well, then there's Mobbies. Well, John, what did I say? There are always, even if it's a card that you don't want to use, it could be a good a burn, burn for a card. major. <laughs> Savage Mobbies. One good thing, it's free. It has a fire and an animal, and it needs a sacred site. So that makes things tough. You're like, oh, sacred site. Maybe it's a strong power. If the Tarkaland is jungle or wetlands, one fear, one damage. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Regardless of what they do, these cards suck. <laughs> and then Vengeance Very of the, low pick rate. Vengeance <laughs> of the Dead is basically getting reworked. It has like an exploratory version because <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> okay, so quick sidebar. This hey, di- sometimes things on paper versus execution, entirely different. The, so we can just adapt them and change them. Yeah, sometimes you get a dead draw. I was once doing this on digital, and I was playing Shadows, and I pulled Briny Deep. I'm like, cool, never will be able to play this. It costs nine, I don't have the elements for it. Thanks, game! <laughs> so I know that feeling, Tips. Either way, this is likely another nice buff yeah. for your spirit. Yep. Yeah, these cards yep. typically, for the yep. most part, are good. They're either mm. drawing out your reclaim, or like Ryan saying, you are drafting a burn card. Who knows? Yep. They're usually helpful. Events, you could use them for like paying for events. So they usually are helpful in some way. Mm. TFs goes on to say, and as you walk in onto the battlefield, thinking you are ready to take on anything, you hear the unmistakable sound of French people crying <laughs> in the distance. So just French people. Sacre <laughs> <laughs> bleu! After all other setup, remove all towns? Who came up with this? <laughs> That's my French. That's all I got. <laughs> Removing all towns versus France? That stings. <laughs> yeah. Now you can basically contain almost any adversary to the coast with very limited effort. Want to challenge Kalen's speed-through records? 
<laughs> Those speed running records. I love when our patrons talk about each other. <laughs> Load up this cheat sheet of a scenario along with Wildfire against France 6. As the Lord does. There you go. <laughs> Simply ping off a few explorers, kill one city, and the world record is up for grabs. Kaylin's <laughs> like, no, they learned the secret. <laughs> Of course, your new Mario speedrun time is not going to impress that many people while you have the Game Genie <laughs> plugged in, but who am I to judge? Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> a record is still a record. <laughs> Mario! The, who came up with this? This is bananas. This is so who came up with this? This isn't fair. Hey, French, this scenario is great. Those French are mad, all their towns. Okay, so... What is this massive threat that warrants all these gifts? Add one lonesome explorer in land seven and don't have a building there. Um, where's the rest of it? I mean, after <laughs> after we've removed all adjacent threats, received uh, presence placement and power cards, we get a shaky guy with no backup to fight <laughs> and use all of our new powers on. You're so screwed. <laughs> Statistically. Yes, yep. Well, then I guess we'll be adding in some serious adversarial threat to test our new powers. And here you really get to see the difficulty rating being torn asunder. France, Prussia, Sweden, and Russia absolutely fall apart when they start without an inland foothold. Whereas England, Habsburg, and Scotland, they still have their BS tools to force buildings down <laughs> your throat. You really need to be on top of it or have the right tools available with Isolate being the strongest, as neither Habsburg nor Scotland cares much for build prevention. That's right, they can both work around it with ads or migrating towns. Right. But is it fun? Heck yes! If you don't mind the imbalance and just want to unleash your spirit, go right <laughs> ahead. It's not as hilariously fun as looking at graphs and data of spirit performance over time in laboratory settings, but it's somewhere up there. Hey. TIPS does <laughs> love keeping track of all this data, of all their plays, mm -hmm. but sometimes you just want to have fun and just unleash all these powers and majors. Sometimes and... it's fun to be powerful. Yeah. Great comment, Tibbs. I love it. Love the comedy. And yeah, sometimes you do get some dead draws of Mobbies and Vengeance of the Dead. But yeah, just reshuffle the deck and restart yep. the game. <laughs> is that what you do? <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for the comment. I had to go get a snack so my mouth is full. That's why I haven't been like, talking for like past few minutes. <laughs> Listen to the gag reel to figure out what I grabbed. <laughs> but yes, Tibbs, love seeing your stuff. Schmoopy77 comes in to say, hey. I'm going to speak to the first question. The other two, I don't know much about. So the first question was, which spirits benefit the most? Mm -hmm. I think obvious ones are Keeper, Serpent, or Thunderspeaker, who enjoy the extra presence and control Land 7. Mm -hmm. I have some other spirits I think that can do amazing. Volcano. They love getting oh. extra presence out. And if the right major is drawn, you can go into a very powerful major build early on. Mm -hmm. That growth three with, yeah, Volcano is strong. Mm -hmm. He can really lean into majors. Lore. I say lore because of the fact that lore is mm. slow in the growth, yeah. deciding between reclaiming or growing. And lore also, getting an extra presence in the inland land helps as well. Yeah, seriously. Just getting more presence out there and kind of speeding up lore is always helpful. Right. Starlight. Yes, more Starlight talk. Starlight <laughs> is another spirit that could really benefit from one extra presence. That, along with extra cards, could really define what build Starlight could do yeah. early. Yeah, basically whatever you pull could just be like, this is what I build mm -hmm. now. Ooh, 
Lightning! <laughs> in all caps. Lightning in all caps. I just finished listening to the Lightning Analysis. Hey! hey. Fantastic job, by the way. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And how you highlighted the importance of just one extra card. It's so true. Lightning with one extra card yeah. literally changes the game into like being broken overpowered. Lightning, lightning with two, yes. two extra cards yep. and another presence could lead to a very powerful lightning. Definitely. Aaron was saying the same thing. Lightning super benefits from this. Yes. And then last one, they say vengeance. Vengeance is a rough spirit. I think they could benefit more than others from these bonuses from the scenario. Specifically, getting enough cards to deal with land seven easily and able to reach the end game powerhouse faster. Mm. I think, yeah, vengeance is still tricky, kind of like a mist, like still trips people up. So mm-hmm. when you are able to get them stronger, you can kind of see what vengeance is to become. You're like, oh, that's what it's supposed to be like. So, and if you get Numinous Crisis on turn two... There you go! Just yeah. <laughs> like we did! And blight the... No, well, listen to what we chose to do with Numinous Crisis. <laughs> well, at this point, they probably... Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah, paid yeah. for it. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Schmoopy! And who gets to finish off season two but good old Kalen? Kalen got mentioned about the speed runs yeah, from multiple Tia's. Times, yeah, yeah. I have to start with the admission that this was not my favorite scenario by a long shot going into testing. After playing a bunch of games, I think better of it, but still feel like it breaks the game in a way that I just don't enjoy as much. Pros! This scenario can easily make you feel like a powerhouse. Three cards and level two massive flooding, turn one is river? Why, thank you. I'll take eight. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. The fact that river can do all that on turn one is crazy. There are some interesting new things that spirits can do with the extra proliferation and cards, much like in Blitz. Hmm. I honestly felt a lot of, like, Blitz parallels sometimes. I'd see that. Getting rid of all starting towns means games usually go really fast, which means getting through more games in the same amount of time. Quick games. I like it. That's never a bad thing. Yeah. Cons, it's too easy, at least most of the time. And when it isn't easy, it's because of things that just feel unfair and out of your control instead of challenging. Mm. Things like adjacency builds, yep. Scotland's escalation, planning his ocean, etc. Oh, this ocean hates! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Ocean is my Morris dumping zone! <laughs> Overall, I think the scenario absolutely can be fun. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the things it's trying to provide are better provided by something like Blitz or Elemental Invocation. Anyway. Elemental Invocation. So good. So good. On to trying to justify my spirit votes. I didn't have the time to play through the scenario with all the Jagged Earth spirits, so I only considered the first 12 spirits in my voting. Okay. Best at the scenario. Green is, unsurprisingly, (laughs) really good at a scenario where you need to prevent buildings. (laughs) They're not wrong. (laughs) Next, Wildfire, with its quick offense, annihilates the scenario in short order. My first testing game ended on the ravaged step of turn two. Turn two, Ryan. And a test against France 6 also went very well. Wow. River benefits so much from the extra proliferation and power cards. As above, three cards and level two massive flooding on turn one is absurd. It's broken. But it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Next, Earth is a spirit that I could imagine putting higher on my list than this. 
even given that the extra proliferation lets them reach two card plays and start the draw and ritual combo on turn one to clear the heartland or wherever is getting built up. Ryan, you were talking about that combo. Yep, yep. Then Fangs, next, much like Wildfire above, has so much offense that they can annihilate the scenario in short order. They are one of the spirits I would want to test more with the scenario, just to see how broken they can get thanks to the extra proliferation and power cards. Ooh, let us know if you did those tests. I know you play a lot of games, Kalen. Short answer, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Worst at the scenario? Ocean. Wow. Poor, poor Ocean. They can absolutely win with the right power draws, and I wouldn't have any qualms taking them against the scenario in multiplayer. But... In solo, Mm. the potential to lose to the RNG on turn one, technically turn two spirit phase, I guess, is just awful. Yeah, you can straight up just lose at the end of turn one. Serpent was surprisingly bad at this scenario, or at least in the way that I play them. I think you have to draft some form of explorer control or damage early on, or this can also lead to a quick loss. Hmm. Keeper has a bit of a slow start, and like the two above, can also just lose to the RNG if things go wrong. If you get started, though, they're as strong as ever. Well, they could just end up still being Keeper. Yeah. Finally, Adversary. I only really had time to test this out in the digital version, so Brandenburg, Prussia, England, Sweden, and France are who I tested with. Of those four, England is almost trivially the hardest to deal with. France and Sweden losing all their setup towns is backbreaking for them. While Brandenburg Prussia isn't really hindered by the scenario much, they also don't really threaten to hit the alternate loss condition. England, on the other hand, has its stupid adjacency built. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think they're still easier with the scenario than without it, but they definitely complicate the scenario. On a positive personal note, I got my first <gasps> Terror Level 1 victory against England 6 recently while I was testing with this scenario. Nice. Terror Level 1, Ryan. Against England 6. <laughs> Dang. The hardest adversary in the game. Oh, hail Kayla. Jeez. <laughs> I haven't tested the other adversaries personally, but Scotland with their escalation in a 3-plus player game seems like it could take the cake. Well stated. Yep. <laughs> impressive terror level one victory yep. nicely yep. done i want to know the spirits yeah he doesn't say i'm gonna need yeah. to know that i'm just gonna assume fangs if he says missed i'm gonna <gasps> just flip a table I think it might be fangs <laughs> I, think, I think fangs can do there's it there's no way it's missed yeah, no <laughs> but i'll but. be like <laughs> that'd be cool that'd be cool <laughs> And there you have it. There wow. is Guard the Isles Heart. What a unique and fun scenario this is. It's so swingy. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But <laughs> and, it's fun. And with adversaries... Well, you can say that for a lot of these things, can't you? <laughs> but, like, adversaries really affected, as we're seeing. Yeah, they do. Events really can throw Ocean, it in a blender. Yes, no. Ocean, <laughs> what spirits interact France, with it. oh no, but they're gutted. Yeah, but... but Sweden, in the same way, but, but it takes a single escalation oh, and you're still dead. Oh, no, <laughs> just one Dahan was there. <laughs> Scotland, big player game. We lost. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's fun to feel powerful. I liked what Tips was saying near the end of just, hey, just want to have fun. Like, yeah. throw stats, throw yeah. labs, throw strategies out the window. 
just want to sling majors and like not reclaim and have extra minors like just play mm. this so i like that mindset because mm. that is what we had a really fun time with this game uh-huh. people were saying how it's more collaborative sure you're working together on the you know guarding the all's hearts quite literally mm. the thematic makes things different sure. so it was fun i don't know if it's my favorite i said it wasn't in the previous episode but uh-huh. we had a good time with it yeah so concludes guard the isles heart analysis yep. well we're gonna go on and i think that sufficiently buttons up this nice little topic with a bow yeah we can get on to the season two farewell so if you are listening to this episode for the purposes of the content for guard the isles heart you have reached the conclusion of the topical subject matter we will get on to current presence in the modern day stuff yes so until next time, I have been Ryan. I'm John. And it has been our absolute pleasure to work with you, speak with you, talk with you this season. Interact, whatever you want to say. 100%. We'll yeah. talk about this, I'm sure, in some off-season stuff and in a moment, but just wanted to get that vocalized. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate that you took the time to listen to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. Feel free to interact with us on our socials. You can catch us on our Facebook or Instagram, as well as BoardGameGeek, Reddit, and Discord. Consider supporting us on Patreon, where you'll get access to episodes early as well as our private Discord. Links to all those will be in the description of this episode. Have a great one, and may the elements be ever in your favor. Ah, John. Season 2. Boy. Wow. wow. Literally, season two is just a wow. <laughs> Comparatively. So, season one was much longer, and we will never do something as long as season one again. That was... You got burnt to a crisp, buddy. Burnt to a crisp, and also we were finding our identity, trying out so many things, and so much has happened in the off season from season one into two, and yep. so much development of this show happened in season two. Good grief. Season two was a time of experimentation. Yeah. Yikes. We tried it all. <laughs> we tried, yeah, all of it, seriously, a ton. I mean, this season started in with an awesome bang with the trailer that we had. Oh, yeah. Which was so Literally much a fun, bang. Right. And, you know, we did say a few weeks ago that season two would be coming to a close and today it finally actually is i didn't want to go and just be like and we're gone bye slam the yeah, door bye. Yeah. i kind of wanted to coast to a stop in my opinion i prefer that when i'm listening to my shows there are some shows where it's like and we're done bye i'm like oh oh well, i didn't know that oh okay the effect is the same but i just would have appreciated to know and so i figured yeah i just give you like a little heads up The end of season one was a little bit abrupt. We do apologize for that, but the end of season one came due to a few, like, sudden reasons and whatnot, but another story, another time. But, yeah, we started working on season two late November, November early December of last year. Yeah, Yeah. so right now, this is the very end of September. When you're hearing this, it'll likely be October. So we've been working like, on this season for almost a year. Almost a year. 11 and, months. Yep. And so we are quite ready for a break. More on this in a bit. But yeah. So really quick, some things I wanted to talk about. Some of them are pretty funny. 
Very recently, we talked about how the colors that they had chosen for the base game were kind of odd. How it was weird that green, one of like the main colors... Was excluded. Right, was excluded. I have been informed that it was due to colorblindness reasons that oh, they okay. had that. I was like, oh, I did not know that. That's cool. Well, there you go. One thing that was funny, near the end of this season, you will notice that things got a little cramped. Episodes were a little bit more delayed, and when they were, it took a little while, and our focus slash energy levels, scatterbrain things, were kind of like, ah! That is because, in truth, season two was quote-unquote supposed to end month and a half or two August? months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had commitments and we wanted to fulfill them and we wanted to be true to our word. So we just have had so much in our personal lives that have just simply happened. The barbershop thing, the, oh my goodness, the show, mm -hmm. all the things for Beauty and the Beast that we're doing, which is like, we wanted to have this done beforehand so we can fully commit to that. And we're doing a little bit of both. <laughs> and it's like, well, crap. <laughs> yeah. It's we are in the middle of it. But hey, come what may, this is like what I said. We just wanted to make sure that we honored the commitment. Mm -hmm. It's something we can do. We figured, you know what? It's going to be a rough month, month and a half as far as like time, like for our own personal schedules, but that's fine. We can just bite it for a month. That's totally cool. It's something we can do. One thing that's funny, if you'll notice, the timing of when Guard the Isles Heart 1 was recorded and came out versus where this one is now, Guard the Isles 2, which is going to, in order sequentially, comes out like next to it. Guard the Isles Heart 1 was recorded in July. Months ago. <laughs> Months. <laughs> So I forgot so the game so completely. Dude, the things that have happened between the recording of Guard 1 and Guard 2 in the Spirit it's Island been community. Like three months. Oh. The whole debacle with Target and Horizons yeah. and the so much of life has happened between these two <laughs> episodes. One thing that's funny is in my game for the Bandaber Prussia takedown, we talk about Bentley in the past. Because technically, the Brandenburg Prussia takedown series happened after Guard the Isles Heart. Like so a month after. The Guard the Isles Heart experience with Bentley had already happened, but it hadn't aired yet. So we actually talk about Bentley before Bentley was ever announced. I was like, oops. Days that never were. <laughs> I don't think people mind, though. It's still kind of funny. Yeah. So, boy, what did we do in season two? What didn't we do? So we wanted to kind of go for it, you know, because we're like, we got some ideas. Mm -hmm. Even now, we still have some other ideas that we kind of want to chase down for season three. But, you know, we kind of figured, you know, ambition's, you know, a lucrative, beneficial thing if you have something to strive for. And I will say, although we didn't do as much as I may have preferred that we could have done, we did do everything we set out to do. Okay. We did actually get video content <laughs> on the channel. Maybe YouTube. We commenced the Spirit and Scenario Analyses series. We were able to do that. We got interviews with the dev team, and we had the Patreon that was launched, which was like, yes! yes. We had more interviews this season, more with members of the design team, multiple times. We also had our first collaboration with content creators. Loved doing that. And, uh... Keep your ears peeled. <laughs> <laughs> For more? 
So one thing that was just so ridiculously humbling and just I still can't believe this was being a mouthpiece for upcoming content. Mm, that was amazing. Being in touch with Greater Than Games and having them tell us, hey, we got an idea and whatnot. How about you guys do this? Oh, yeah, would you be interested in doing this? Yes. Yes. Thank like, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And being like, okay, we're going to like totally do some Horizon stuff. We got some plans but this is our schedule, mm-hmm. you know, talk with Eric, you know, commiserate, communicate. Like, what the heck? That it was, was insane. So cool. I'm, I don't even have the energy to properly convey with words how flattered and humbled we were. Floored. We were, we we were, were floored. shocked. Floored. We lost our minds when we got and the like, text. Yeah. Like, wait, when's the release date that we're allowed to, like, release this? The Horizons announcement stuff with, you know, the interview with Eric. And, like, I checked, double-checked, <laughs> triple-checked to make sure that, like, I... <laughs> I do not want to screw anything up. And then Target just like, ah, go ahead and have More it. More on that later. <laughs> this season we got a new chair. <laughs> I still think that's one of my better jokes in oh, standing sending off one. the chair. Yes, I love that. It was so much fun. Oh my goodness, the new mics. Oh my goodness. Yay. How many times have people extended their grievances with the various audio things and we've been trying to get a consistent audio thing? We are trying. The two mic setup really helped with that. In the past few episodes, I've been trying a new editing style, which I think has greatly helped. I haven't heard a single peep in a very long time with sound level stuff. So if you still think it sucks, just tell me. I've been trying. Those words of yours haven't fallen on deaf ears. Although some of you could have worded it a lot more nicely. (laughs) (laughs) It's the internet. No one's nice. (laughs) Oh my goodness, the April Fools this year. Oh, oh we I got was you. so proud we of that. We got so many of you. Oh man, that we was so good. Gotcha. What I really liked though, I had so much fun and enjoyment from listeners who caught the joke but didn't reveal the yes. joke. Yes. They were in on it. They were in on it and they got to be like for a moment on the in crowd of like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You should listen to this. And people are being supportive, okay? I don't blame them. I understand. Like, this is our intent. It was just funny. (laughs) When people would message us, and boy, did they, all I would do is just respond with a smiley face. Hey, hey, you didn't didn't uh pay for that event right. Hey, Mm -hmm. that that shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. That power's not allowed to do that. You know that gif of Jack Nicholson going, "Ah," like nodding with that creepy (laughs) smile, like, hey. (laughs) Boy, that was so much fun. No, we're never going to do that again. That was just like a one time. That was a one time. We had to do it. But we got you guys. That was so much fun. (laughs) Honestly, arguably the biggest thing that we did here this season, the changing of the formula, the Mm -hmm. transition to a new style of production. You see, our production style has shifted and evolved a bit to just fit our lifestyle a little bit better. You see, we used to be 60 minute episodes every week. For many reasons, this was desirable. Won't get into it here. But now we've made the transition to doing longer episodes, even if it means that it takes a little bit longer to get them out. Because we like having all thoughts of stuff. We like freeform conversations. Right. And I feel... To be contained in one. And we really had that proven to us this season. Especially with the Misunderstandings episode. That, but the gift card Mm -hmm. series. 
Well, with misunderstandings, it was so cool just to talk through our mindsets in daily life and how we brought that to the right. game and how we approach difficult things and how to work around it. It was just such a good conversation, and I'm so happy that, that we evolved right. to that, that new style. That was the episode, the turning point. That was the final straw that broke the camel's back of like, okay, yeah, I really prefer longer episodes. <laughs> I do. It's just And true. just being able to talk. Yep, and it's so less stressful for me to try to make these deadlines if I have to get it done by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. So that was something that was really big. Battle reports came out of nowhere. And people love them. And people love them. Because of battle reports, we had the Brandenburg Prussia Takedown series. That was fun. Our first first video. That was fun, and that was our first video. Who would have thought? People love the draft. That was a great time. I love doing that. We need Dude, to do great another one of those. That, oh, that, that was, was phenomenal. So many people were like, this is so cool. People, you know, enjoy hearing our reports, the turns, who mm-hmm. we picked, how it went. And by the way, John and I have like three or four awesome ideas that we oh, came yeah. up with yes. to do with battle reports. We'll just tease you with that for now. Oh my gosh. You're going to, yes. You, the design space that this has given us. If you liked where they are now, you're going to love what we're coming oh up with. Oh my goodness. I'm really excited Oh yeah, this I'm like one. bouncing on my chair. And yes, once again, unlike other TV or radio ads where they say, we have all this exciting stuff and more. Yes, we have three or four other things that we're not telling you so that we can say the words and more yep. without lying. It's going to be great. I hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll see. You know, just to describe to you what our production style is, you know, I do have a little bit of a gripe that we didn't get more spirit analysis episodes done this season. But life happened, and you just kind of have to roll with the punches because we did not see battle reports at all. That was the unexpected thing. Mm-hmm. But the production style that we have officially is to do a little bit of everything. So a little bit of scenario analysis, a little bit of spirit analysis, a little bit of community survey integration stuff, a little bit of silly stuff, a little bit of maybe top tens, a little bit of... Interviews. Interviews. Yeah. Right. A little bit of battle reports, like a little bit of everything. There's a variety of reasons of why we like to do that. And that's the primary reason of why it wasn't just scenario spirit, scenario spirit, scenario spirit, like alternating back and forth. We like, like you're saying, bouncing back and forth. We love. It keeps it fresh. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. It, like the lightning was a lot of fun. And it we was. we gotten really good feedback about yep. that. And we wanted to do it right. And we wanted to take the time to figure out and ascertain for ourselves how we wanted to do it exactly i think too there are so many resources out there for spirit write-ups game write-ups turn by turn things guides videos so i know there's a lot out there there's communities there's reddit there's facebook there's discord my Mm. goodness so we like the flexibility and we know that we're not the only ones you're turning to. Right. And you can learn a lot from others. And there is a desire to not be redundant with products that already exist within a market. Yeah. And that's why analysis is structured in the way that it is because... You never wanted it to be a guide. You've said that since the beginning. I'm, right. It's not a guide. I don't want that. That would take so long. I understand that would be really good as like a thing to do, but those things are much better to see and read than to hear. I agree 100%. It's not best for the audio medium. I truly believe that for a plethora of reasons. And I think that we have found, in my opinion, a good blend 
of information, opinions, strategies, and just like a little bit of everything and good thoughts and whatnot with spirit analysis. Yep. And I'm sure the more we do it, it'll get better. I say all these things because I wouldn't mind if in season three we do a little bit more spirit analysis. Definitely. Yeah. Just because there's a lot of spirits to get through. <laughs> we'll rip we'll rip through some low complexities <laughs> will get done. Real and there's quick. more on the way, so we gotta get going. <laughs> I mean, I need seven episodes about shadows. But then after that, we, it's it's you know, open season. <laughs> yep. Yep. I would really oof. If we can get uh, elemental implication, oh, oh, or yeah. varied terrains, if yeah, we can get yeah. either one of those two done in season three, that'd be great. And you know, one thing that's really important to know: season one's conclusion was defined by whenever the adversary series wrapped up. Season two, it might seem like this is kind of ending in a weird place. Just like, hey, we're just walking, we're going forward with all the stuff, things are going, production's great, and we just bam done. Wait, why did you end it at Guard the Isle's Heart? There's still more scenarios to do. There's still more spirit analysis to do. Yeah. You are correct. You see, seasons two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever, all of them, their ending is not defined like season one's was. That's one of the reasons why I said that season one, we're never going to have a season quite like season one ever again. No. Because this isn't like a TV show where it's like, we have a story arc, we have an emotional journey that characters go through, and at the end of the season of this TV show, it all wraps up very nicely in a bow this is a ongoing real life thing this is like driving on the turnpike you make progress and then you get off at a rest stop to take a day to sleep shower get food and then eventually get back on that turnpike and go and do some work some more so season two onwards we're just going to be doing scenarios and spirits plus other things as well with interviews and collaborations whenever we can do them and we're going to just roll with this thing and try our best to do it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be slightly inconsistent, but we'll always tell you what's coming up next. And we'll keep you apprised of all details. But I just want you to be aware of what your expectations can be for mm-hmm. future seasons. So that's why it's like, yes, season two is coming to a close. And we're just going to pick up right where we left off. Because we can't end on like when we're done with the spirits. Right. Because spirits will never end. We're getting five more. Right. We're getting eight more. That's been officially that released. Officially, like the past few days. So yep. with Horizon and Nature Incarnate. So it's like we can't just end when the spirits end because they're never right. ending almost. Yep. Yeah. When season three starts, it's going to be like spring of 2023, likely. So that would be your February, March, or April months, mm-hmm. most likely. Where specifically, kind of too soon to say here, we'll keep you apprised. But I can tell you that River Analysis will be... <laughs> hey, we'll start off with that. <laughs> Among the first. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. That's something you can look forward to. So here's a question I kind of want to address and get ahead of. You could make the argument that right now is debatably the worst time to end a season of a Spirit Island show. There's a lot of Spirit Island hype going on right now. There's a lot of hype going right now, and it is increasing. Horizons of Spirit Island is coming out, asterisk. Nature (laughs) Incarnate has more information as time goes on, feels like daily. Coming out. Yeah. yeah, just today they were talking about. Hey, guess what? There are eight spirits coming in and twenty new aspects. <laughs> Official. And what's really cool is, aren't there twenty four spirits already in existence, John? Yeah, but twenty aspects. So who made the cut? <laughs> who didn't get any? Who got some? Dun dun dun. 
I mean, we know. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, point being, there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of excitement and whatnot, and it's true. Yeah. We could probably talk about these kind of things if we wanted to. So, let's talk about Horizons. Okay. So, we do have off-season content planned... And we are intending to put some things together at a leisurely pace and release them whenever we want. Yep. And among those things, we kind of wanted to do something with Horizons. Well, our Horizons plans have had the rug completely pulled out from under our feet because, lo and behold, the debacle with Target. (laughs) People start getting Horizons in August. (laughs) In In September. In your house right now, John. I own it. (laughs) Target has shipped it to me. The original plan was for Horizons to be announced. People could get excited for it. And then in October, it would be released. Plans changed. There was a goof, if I'm not mistaken. And if I don't have the details completely correct, so be it. I apologize in advance. But as I understand it, someone goofed and like allowed it, it being Horizons, to be purchased online. A few people actually did... Then there are people here or there. They're able to snag one as it like because it's briefly. not in stores, but it no, shows up online. online by mistake, and people are actually able to grab it. So they're like, eh, "Well, they already purchased it, and I just send it to." <laughs> so it's not ideal, and there's a whole conversation that I think, although similar, is different with the whole American accessibility versus European accessibility. I do think that's different, and that's not what I'm talking about. But my point being, the plans that we had for Horizons are completely different. We were going to talk to you about this, and maybe first experience with first impressions with them, and this character, and... Why? It's all out. It's it's on the wiki. It's official. People are playing it. You all can see it. And if you want to, just if you don't want to see it, yeah, I mean, you can self guard yourself so you don't get mm-hmm. spoilers. Totally fine, I respect that. But like any information that we might give you, it's pointless. Accessible, now. yeah. You it's can pointless. you can figure out your own builds, your own opinions, your own first place. Right, like you, right. don't, you don't need us for that. It's in your house. I own it. <laughs> it's here. So you have your own printed copy. Calm we down. We <laughs> do have some ideas of something we could do with Horizon content. So the point being, the original plan that we had is going to have to change, and that's fine. We'll roll with the punches. It's just funny. Yeah. And it's cool that people are getting their own experiences yep. now. We and, want you to be able to play it, and, listener at home, and figure out them for yourselves. Yeah, and rest assured, we will talk about Horizons to some capacity. Of course. But we need a break. Yeah. We need a break so bad. We've been working since, like we said, early December, late November of last year. We're coming up on a year of like just solid, you know, working on this stuff. And it's a joy and it's been so much fun. But I hope you all realize just the logistics in making this thing work. And it is the hardest job that I love to do. Mm. It's my favorite job, but it's among the hardest. But I love it. Yeah. So I do it. I find it fulfilling. And you know, that's another conversation. But point being, yes, even with Nature Incarnate stuff, yes, even with Horizon stuff, we just need a break. And we're not going away. We're still here. You'll still catch us on the Reddits or on the Discords or whatnot. BGG. Actually, the Facebooks. Yeah. yeah, send us a message. We're not dead. We're just, just like everyone else who worked for a long time, we just need a sabbatical. That's all. And we're still going to release stuff on Horizons. Like I said, we just got to figure out what we're Yeah, we're just going to do yeah. a little adjustment. As far as Nature Incarnate, well, I mean... It's... 
Not really much that we can tell you. <laughs> yeah, we literally are legally not allowed to speak on. I can tell you that some of my favorite aspects I've seen for anyone are within the confines of this expansion. But I can't tell you who or why or whatnot. But there's just good quality stuff. That's what I mean to say here. Good quality stuff incoming. I will say there are some mechanics I never imagined. It's... I don't even know how to say it. I know how to word this. So... Think with me, dear listener, about a parallel universe. If you are unfamiliar with the concept of parallel universe or multiverse, it's thinking about a timeline where most of your life was still the same, but maybe a choice here was different or a choice there was different. And how would that have a ripple effect in the life that is currently being lived? So we have talked about making, in passing, here and there, and was our original intent a long time ago, to make a prediction episode that we go and have an episode that we record where we describe where we think future expansions will go, what our ideas could be for, like, our own creative designs. Like, oh, I think this could be cool. Or, oh, I think that could be cool. Or this mechanic. Or this mechanic. Or this could be a thing. Or that could be a thing. We actually never got around to recording this episode. In a parallel universe, we did. In this universe, in this timeline, we never got around to our speculation episode. So there is a comment here that I can make now in this timeline, but I could not tell you Mm. in the other timeline. And you're simply going to have to be the judge of which timeline you'd prefer to be in. So because we never made the speculation episode in this timeline, we never told you. We have never told you what our speculations are of future things. But I can tell you this. With Nature Incarnate, there are some things involved in there that I called dead on. There are, yeah. To a T. I'm like, boom! Ha! Called it! And I don't mean like just a little bit. Some are similar, but some are like dead on the money. But here's the thing. Not a single time have I typed online on a forum somewhere or have I vocalized what my speculations are. I mean, you told me. In another <laughs> timeline, if I did have the speculation episode, I could not tell you what I just told you. Mm-hmm. So what would you rather? Would you rather me say my ideas and then you not know whether or not they're true or not? Or you know that some of my ideas, and anyone can come up with these ideas, who cares? But... Would you know that, oh, some of my ideas or some of what I called definitely 100% are coming true, but you just don't know what they are. You just don't know. So it's up to you to figure out what timeline you'd prefer to be in, but you are in this one. I will say, though, there are some things that I never in any timeline would have seen coming. It was, what the heck? It's it is like, so creative. I thought so much of this design space had been discovered that is Spirit I know. Island. And I was like, I, what boy, was I heck? wrong. I mean, Some of the coolest things of this literally, game are yet to be released. we got, right, the print and play files, my first word to John was, did you see this? Yeah. What the heck is this? Mm-hmm. And John was like, I, I know. <laughs> This is not just some mini expansion. This this is dope. This is this insane. is going to rock Spirit Island to its core. Oh, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And you know, it's that, what really more can we say? 
we've basically said all the all that things we, that we're allowed to say. We're allowed to say. I can tell you, I really like it. Oh yeah, I, I can't can tell wait. you this. I have some serious contenders for who might be my favorite spirit. Mm, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Serious contenders, but that's really all I can tell you. <laughs> Here's the thing: because they, greater than games, released the information that it was eight new spirits and twenty aspects. If they go and release information that we are allowed to comment on, mm-hmm. I would love to talk about things about this. Because my excitement and my drive, and I know yours is the same, is so high for this. I will say you were onto something when you talked to Eric about how exciting aspects Dude, can I'm be. So excited! For I these. think I'm the all excited for these <laughs> people will take aspects seriously. Because, you know, people talk about the aspects now, and it's for the low complexities, and, you know, reach shadows. Oh, and... there you go. That's something that I can, one of the, boom, called it, that I can say, one of them at least, aspects are a thing. They're here to stay. They're here to stay. The moment in Jagged Earth I saw my first aspect, I'm like, oh, that's the future. That's the future. And people are like, yeah, you know, technically no. I'm like, technically no, but no. Yeah, no, and I feel people thing. are like, yeah, be aspects thing. are fun. They're cute. It's like no, you know, sunshine. They're, they're, no, they're here to stay. They're here to stay, <laughs> and they are incredible. Do you have any idea how profitable the <laughs> it was in Sentinels of the Multiverse to have the different variants? The different the variants. The moment I saw the moment I saw aspects, I'm like, oh. Yep, that's it's gonna just be like, great. I, I was worrying like they're gonna feel tacked on, or it doesn't fit the spirit, or so, it's weird. That is so cool. We said this before, so I'll keep it brief. But brand new spirits, brand new you know powers that come with those spirits, you know, for their starting hands. Of and course, the powers. uniques. Yeah, that is awesome and so cool. It's a very unique happy. It's all new. Aspects coming in are not the same kind of happy emotion that brand new spirits give. It's a different kind of happy. It's like a different kind of enjoyment. But this one has a fun layer that I just love. And I already said it with Eric. And that's just like, I love seeing how you, you being the design team, have been able to take something that already exists, add something that is definitely new, yeah. how it changes that spirit. I mean, give a quick example. So with Foreboding Shadows, it's just like, yes, this is something old that I realize you generate fear, you break down stuff, you get a terror level three victory, whatever. But then Foreboding's like, oh, but I can use fear in this way. And it changes something old and how I use it. So take Foreboding times it by 100. Right. Those are what you get in some of the aspects yep. for Nature Incarnate. I'm not yep. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, yep. what you get with foreboding of changing something that's already been oh, known, man. and then what these aspects do, they just take it and run with it. Yep. How they change what we know these spirits to be. Yeah, Nature Incarnate is just so exciting. And trust us, we would love to talk so much more about it. Remember that joke that we did this season where we talked and there was a lot of blurred out things? Some bleeps? That was an intentional joke about something that is within Nature Incarnate. (laughs) But we can't say it. And yes, yes, once, whenever that day comes, that secret, that bit of information is revealed, I have the original audio file for that spot. You can and unblur I'm it. it in, you can, baby. Yeah, unblur the, <laughs> the words. plug it in and no one's going to know that it was ever a thing. Except for all of you who heard the joke. Like, in the Yeah, in the present, time. Yeah, in the modern day. So, I want to talk about what's next. What can people expect now that season two is coming to an end? Well, what's next immediately? R&R for us. I am looking forward to the rest of this year just being like, nope. 
Yeah, just relaxing. <laughs> and now that we are doing the new approach of whatever, whenever, it is not so critical that we have such a backlog. Nothing against getting things done ahead of time, but it's not as needed needed required. to start in November if we're going to air in February, like we did last time or something. So what's next is some rest for us. Immediately, don't worry, we are going to have the gag reel for season two. It is very possible that the gag reel will be a four and a half or five hour. My goodness. <laughs> it's hard for us to keep a straight face. Editing Ryan does so there much work. so much, There's so much happens where behind we the just scenes. goof. And there's a lot that I can't <laughs> air to anyone, even on a gag reel. <laughs> Laura's got a sailor's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and since she doesn't listen to this stuff, she she'll never... Is that the thing? Is that the thing that... <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> she'll never know. <laughs> but yes, there's so much that gets edited out, and we have fun with it. See, here's the thing. We had the idea for the gag reel. At the end of season one, we had the gag reel. But during season one, we weren't cognitively aware of the gag reel. It was just like, I knew I was going to do it. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I'll just keep it at the end. But we kind of lean into it this year. We kind of be like, we talk to you directly in the gag run. I mean, you don't have to listen to it. It's all Because we are aware that's yep. a thing now. Yep. Yeah. When is the gag reel going to come out? No idea. <laughs> but that's going to be the next thing you hear from us will be the season two gag reel. And I hope that you're able to get a laugh from that as well. So, I believe that's all for now. Well, I mean, we got big plans. Don't we worry. Do. We're, we're, we do. And so, you know what? This isn't goodbye. It's just see you later. Yeah. That's all. And like you said, we're available on Facebook, yep. Discord, Instagram. Yep. So, like, part of me was like, I kind of want to get, like, a big grand thing or, like, this massive thing. It's like, well, you know, that's big grand things are for goodbyes. Mm. This is just like uh, going on summer vacation. Yeah, we'll be back you next semester. Plus, that you, kind of thing. You got horizons and nature and incarnate to freak out about. You'll so. be fine. You'll be fine. We're just like our tanks are on empty. We've been able to hopefully keep you up to date and hyped and excited about all things Spirit Island for a while. Now we'll just let Greater Than Games, Horizons, and Nature Incarnate provide that excitement for you. Oh, and they will. <laughs> As if people got their enjoyment exclusively from us. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not that vain. I'm just being silly here. But all that to say, seriously, thank you so much for everything that you've done this season. All of you, all of your contributions and all the surveys. It's just been such a delight and a joyous, beneficial thing to my heart, honestly, mm. to yet again be exposed to you all for another year. There are up days, there are down days. It's true. Such is the life of being known to like thousands of people. But, you know, that's life. All told, I would rather take it all. You know, what's oh, that yeah. Frank Sinatra thing? Like, he took all the blows, but he did it his way. I did it my you know, way. Like, and it's just like, you know, sure, sometimes I can bite off more than I can chew, but I'd rather take that life, you yeah. know, of like, yeah, I learned some from my mistakes, but I don't regret it. We did it our way. Yep. I do want to give a huge shout out to our Patreon members. Oh, my goodness. They're incredible. Oh, my Helping us goodness. out with editing, listening for things. Oh, my Mistakes word. or... Just the constant support from support. them. And I don't even just mean, like, financially. I just mean, like, emotional support. Oh, yeah. They reach out to They're us. so understanding Uplifting. the games we've been able to play with a few of them. Oh, Connecting yeah. with them. Oh, my goodness. I, I, yeah. I mean... 
I kind of want to direct more patron things like in the patron channels, but yes, that's a very much so. I'm so thankful to our patrons, our wonderful, beautiful individuals that we've been exposed to and just reaping the long-term benefits of being exposed to such beautiful souls like such that. Such kind people. Oh yeah. my goodness. Incredible. Oh my goodness. I'm so thankful for all of your patience with us. If we've just been going through so much experimentation, I'm sure there's some of you that were probably really annoyed at how much experimentation we were doing. But, you know, that's the thing about metamorphosis, whether it's dire or otherwise, <laughs> is that Tokens. you completely change from one thing to another. And sometimes it's not something that can just be like a bam. It takes time. You know, it takes time and we got to figure some things out. So I really hope that we've been able to not piss everyone off, but we can do. Can't win them all. So saying thank you seems so trite. Like it's not enough. Yeah. Thanks. But, <laughs> no, but, but really. Thank you. Thank you for season two. I hope we've been able to be an encouragement to you. I want you to know you've been a huge encouragement to huge. us. Seeing the things that people nope. write or they message us mm-hmm. and yeah, the, what the patrons do for us. It's incredible. Yep. And this whole community. I love the Spirit Island community. Yep. I really do. In a later time, I will have more subconscious wherewithal to assemble all the words that fit this kind of moment. And I will let Editing Ryan take us out for the final goodbyes. But as far as the live goodbyes, I've been Live Ryan. I'm Live John. And with that, I shall give this over to you, Editing Ryan. Make us proud. That's the plan. Hey everyone, Editing Ryan here. Everyone else has now fulfilled their involvement with Season 2. It is now my turn to do the same. But before I go, let's look at some fun statistics like we did last time, now that Season 2 has come to a close. I have here the details of how long Season 2 was from start to finish. We officially started work on Season 2 on September 28th, 2021 just 45 days after Season 1 had concluded. We worked on it 138 days until we aired on February 12th, 2022, which was 19 weeks and 5 days later. The finale you just listened to aired on October 8th of 2022, meaning that from the start of production to the end of this episode, 53 weeks and 5 days have transpired, or 376 days to be specific. Season 2 came out to 27 episodes, with 2,692 minutes of content. Rounding up, that comes out to 45 hours, which is almost two days. These statistics do not include any numbers from public service announcements or any content that was released in between seasons. As we have stated previously, we intend to release some off-season content here and there before Season 3 starts. At this time, there are no specific dates planned for those releases, so it'll just be a fun surprise for you when they drop. Unless you're a patron, then you'll see it coming. (laughs) The same can also be said for the release date of Season 3, but we'll let you know when that is when we set the date. We'll announce it in good time in a preseason PSA. Season 2 was an absolute riot to produce, seeing more collaboration, innovation, and experimentation than we've ever had before. We found more of our identity this year and found what works for us a bit better with the production of this show and how to fit it into our daily lives. We want to express our undiluted gratitude and thankfulness to all of you for your patience as we went through it all. 
Without your constant involvement and support, this show couldn't exist in its current form, and that is not an exaggeration. We want to take a moment to issue a very special thank you to Eric Royce, Ted Vesnes, Greg from Solo Playthroughs, Jeff Dugan, Hantalabra Games, Greater Than Games, and of course, our patrons, for each of their meaningful and impactful contributions to us this season. We are incredibly fortunate and humbled to have worked and interacted with each one of you. You are directly responsible for improving the quality and the enjoyment of the show because of it. We eagerly anticipate and look forward to any and all future collaborations. Before I leave you, I just wanted to say, the world right now is in a strange place. It's not perfect, and frankly, there are many things that we'd prefer to be different. But just as Samwise Gamgee said, there's some good in this world, and it's worth fighting for. Let's not be bogged down with negativity. Let's choose to focus on what we love about this game, and how it can bring so many of us from all walks of life together, no matter where we live. Because if you think about it, that's pretty cool. The essence of Spirit Island is one of coming together to overcome impossible odds and be changed by the experience, to become a better version of yourself, even in ways that you didn't foresee. It is our desire to promote this emotion as best and as often as we can. Let us all continue to remember the value of working together and being open-minded to ideas and approaches from everyone within this community, so that it can become the best that it can be. We all have a part to play in that mission. It is my hope that we here have helped, if even in just a small way, to assist with that endeavor. At the end of the day, we're all just simply fans of the game. In that regard, we are all the same. We are all kindred spirits. Until you hear from us again, enjoy Horizons of Spirit Island, get excited for Nature's Incarnate, and above all, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome.